comorbidities. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is November 16th, 2020. This is episode 266. And today, Addenda 2030, Unbearable Development. Oof. Ooh-wee. And I'm no space Karen, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus. We love you. We are learning to love ourselves. And praying for our enemies, especially those that peddle the Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development, that uh, the world, New World Order thing that uh, is not really a conspiracy theory anymore. But before we get into anything, Basil, what is going on with your eye? Well, you know, I'm looking at the chat again and more people are asking my f- for my birth certificate. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You're going to have to dig it up out of some Nigerian archive. Good luck. <laughs> oh, um, is that a hint? <laughs> he was adopted by a Nigerian yes. tribe at a young. No, I was born in Hawaii. Stop asking oh, questions. Oh, right. Okay. You conspiracy right. theorist. Um, yeah. Well, if you're watching the live broadcast, I've got some sort of, uh, I don't know, some sort of infection or something. Uh, <laughs> don't panic. Don't panic. I mean, it's a pretty common um, thing on YouTube and conspiracy, uh, you know, circles to make, sh- you know, take screenshots of uh, important figures like Joe Biden or the Pope or Gons. I think, I think you even have one, a reptilian eye transformation oh, yes. yeah. when people catch you and uh, you are ousted as being part of the reptilian overlords. And it turns out Gons that uh, <laughs> it's contagious because I have one of my eyeballs. If you're just listening on the podcast, one of my eyeballs has grown uh, at least twice the size that it was originally and uh has uh, kind of looking like an eye of sauron i think i've gone straight past the reptilian overlord um straight to sort of uh conscious tower of uh, <laughs> all seeing evil yeah. son of a beasting my co-host yeah. is turning into the bastion of evil i will i mean I look will at pray all these you. look at all these uh, super spreaders i have all around me gons what am i supposed to do <laughs> i know I know, and they're all uh, upping their game with their red eyes, you know? Yeah. Red- yeah, we're, for those who don't watch the live broadcast, we apologize. This is a very visual gag. <laughs> um, I do have some good news, though, Gons. I did f- factually gain access to our Instagram account. Oh, good. I took the first step, so I'm in. I've hacked the mainframe, and so uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, and I'll post a picture there if you're missing the visuals. Excellent. That's good because people need to see uh, what's happening to you. Um, Mm -hmm. But also uh, before we get into everything here, uh, a couple things to mention on the Canary Cry family front uh, that Mm. I think will be interesting and and worth mentioning. And then we'll uh, briefly touch on the election thing and then we'll get into everything. Okay. Um, Back on boy, a long time ago, 2014, we did a a Canary Cry radio episode zero seven one. It was called Near Death Experiences. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. We uh, documented a couple near death experiences. 
And one of them was by a fellow believer named uh, Yvonne. And mm-hmm. Yvonne sent me a book that she wrote. She runs a, a, a website called ChristianObserver.net. And she has a book called Glimpse of Glory, A Critical Examination of Near-Death Experiences by an NDEer. And that's Yvonne Nachtigale. Not Nachtigale. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I, I, I think she says it in the episode. Um, but yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised to see. Uh, I, I don't deserve this. Uh, in the cover, in the uh, sort of the thank you section, um, I guess I don't have it on the, the uh, sample version here on Amazon. But she mentions my name as like a dedicated mm. to. So I'm... I don't deserve it, but thank you so much, Yvonne. I That's received the book nice. and I was skimming through it. And, you know, part of it is the NDE experience. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she had a brain tumor and she had a huge surgery. She has this huge scar on the back of her neck. And uh, during the whole experience, she had an NDE and uh, it's quite compelling. Uh, but then she goes into all kinds of uh, theology stuff and eschatology stuff and exposing everything you know from zionists to uh evangelicals i mean <laughs> she doesn't really uh <laughs> hold back she really goes yeah, after everybody equal opportunity uh offender yeah yeah so uh you know check it out if you haven't uh both the episode uh, near-death experiences episode 71 from 2014 that's crazy and yeah. the book glimpse of glory by yvonne nightingale nachtigale oh my gosh she's gonna she's gonna yell at me because i mispronounced her last name Noctegal. Noctegal. yeah yvonne Noctegal? i just call her yvonne yeah. sister yvonne yeah well yvonne's all over the place i see her uh, popping up on all sorts of our stuff so yeah yeah that's great i'm hey where's my pdf yeah. <laughs> i'll send you a pdf thanks Ooh. once i scan it <laughs> oh did you get a hardcover oh my god it's gosh. a hardcover yeah lucky day i know okay. i had a handwritten note in there it was very nice so, well, uh, there you go. Go you. check it out, everybody. Yep. Thank you to Yvonne. Uh, and one more thing. So in episode 93, this was oh my back gosh. in- uh, This excited me so much. Uh, May of uh, 2015, we published a Canary Cry Radio episode called War Stories with Byron Rogers. And this episode, we relive his time in Afghanistan. I, I believe it was Afghanistan. Um, and it's, it's pretty crazy. He got blown up twice, basically. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's one of these crazy war stories, like a real life war story, not, not video games, but the video games came a calling Basil and, uh, Byron is on the cover of call of duty, black ops, cold war. This is so cool. That's him. I've been bragging about this (laughs) to my, my homies. Yeah. And, uh, this has gotten me a lot of street credit. Yeah, that is him. Say. He's looking pretty cool. Is he a, an actual character? He has to be. He has to be. I think he said he got he you know got scanned and whatever. So, uh, he, oh my gosh, that is so cool. That that uh, well, maybe I have some to play on Twitch now. I can play right. with or as our good friend of the family, uh, Byron Rogers. Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny. He has this ginormous gun. That he's holding yeah. in this uh, in this shot he's with like so the, strong, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's you know it's funny because that's not far from the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I remember hanging out with him one day, and he he brought in what looked like a guitar case, you know. It was like, hey, check this out, and I was thinking like, oh, he got a new instrument. Uh, it, it was an instrument, 
a killing instrument. <laughs> An instrument of destruction. <laughs> destruction. I was like, is this legal? Like, how do you, how do you even have this in your living room? But anyway, well, he's a lot one of, of these things guys. are legal for Byron that are not legal for <laughs> normal people. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so there you go. Uh, one of our own guests, uh, making so the exciting. big time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, um, and I would just like to mention that I actually did an episode with Byron on the joy spiracy theory that's right. for those who've not checked out the joy spiracy theory yet. Uh, that is my other solo podcast. Um, episode 10 was, uh, Byron Rogers. So go check it out there. We, we go through, um, uh, a lot of his military experiences, but just a, sort of a more broad life experience as well as, you know, supernatural stuff and um, uh, testimony stuff. So, yeah, it's really cool. There's through the Canary Cry family of products. You can learn a lot about this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting how that, that worked <laughs> it's out. Awesome. But it's, it's pretty cool to, to see uh, Byron, uh, you know, get to that level there. Um what else was there? I think that's it for uh, just basic Canary Cry family stuff. Family update. Family yep. update. And um, do you want to briefly mention anything about the uh, election? Um, yeah, I've got a breaking news here, Gons. What's that? Is the Kraken uh, released yet? Do, <laughs> do we have the Kraken? Well, uh, Donald J. Trump tweeted 18 hours ago, I won the election. So... There you go. I won the uh, election. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for him to just tweet. I win. Yes. It's getting more succinct. (laughs) You know, as he keeps going, he's not really tweeting about election fraud or anything like that. He's just, ah, I won. I won the election. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's interesting. It's funny to watch because, of course, the media has uh, jumped on the Biden claiming the win train where, of course, we all know because we talked about it before. uh, The it's the election is not certified yet. So uh, he's act. He's technically not the president of uh, president elect. He is does not stop him from claiming it, though. Um, But it still needs to be certified by Congress and it still needs to uh, be certified by third parties and stuff. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Plus all the lawsuits and stuff. Yeah. But uh, here you go. Donald Trump uh, jumping on the name it and claim it wagon. I want him to tweet out loser and just have a picture of Joe <laughs> with his, you know, our Joe with this, the red glowing eyes sniffing you. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we, we've been hearing a lot more about the Dominion voting machines and more about Skittle. And, yeah, uh, we'll see. And this is why I'm loving it. We're waiting. We're getting more information. Some more certified information is coming out. Um, so there will definitely be more to talk about that soon. Where's the Kraken? I'm waiting for the Kraken. What are you talking about the Kraken? You don't know about the Kraken? No, what's the Kraken? Oh, my gosh. The lawyer. Uh, now I got to look it up. I forget the name of the lawyer now. <laughs> She went on Fox or something and she was like, I'm releasing all the information. We have enough evidence for voter fraud. And she said, I'm releasing the Kraken. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> oh, she, I missed that part. Oh, you missed it. That was like all over the place. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, Sydney Powell threatens to quote, release the Kraken against dominion vote fraud. So there you go. Wow. That was uh, that was a quote that went viral. 
and a little clip over the weekend. It's so funny because that's from Pirates of the Caribbean. I know. I know. Like it's, well, it's just in it's general. It's kind of a phrase that like not a lot of people know where it came from. It's just sort of a phrase that a lot of people use. It's from like Pirates of the Caribbean 2, I think. Yeah, one. But in know. general, a kraken is a, you know, like a, a sea monster, you know, yeah. from... Yeah, of course. But release the Kraken. Yeah, the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'll keep my, you know, ears and eyes out for anything that happens. But as of now, it's difficult because it, it'll be a really big letdown if all these people on the right um, don't um, get some kind of resolution here with all. I of am this. being. I am being. Uh, uh, corrected in the chat. It's from Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Fix yourself. Don't they do that in Pirates of the Caribbean too? They have a big, I don't know, gong or something on the boat. And they, anyways. Okay. Sorry. Your eye of Sauron is messing up your brain. I know. But I'm back in the VR today. It feels much better. I'm much more focused. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, speaking of releasing the Kraken guns, stick this in your Kraken. It's time for the flippy update. Wait, before we do that, sorry. Great, oh my great gosh. setup. But before we do I that, I set that up so good. I know you did. Uh, I do want to give homage to David, who sent us the voter fraud jingle. Uh, and so my question is very direct Is voting by mail secure? <laughs> there you go. It's worth it now. It makes very sense now. Good. He sent it like a month mm-hmm. before the election, so he knew it was up. We've played it before. Uh, we have. I just wanted to, you know, just give him credit for, you know, because we're talking about it at the top of the episode and we're not playing the jingle. So, okay, something to mention. All right, here we go. All right, you want to set it up again or just go right into no, it? No, now <laughs> I'm sad. Just play the jingle. Flippy update. Do you want Ooh, I'm happy again. It's the Flippy update. For those who are new to the show, let me let you know, Flippy is the colloquial name we have for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to explore how robots and AI are making their way into every facet of our lives, whether we like it or not. And this story is coming from theguardian.com. And the headline reads, Japan Shop deploys robot to check people are wearing face masks. That's right. The robotic snitches are on the loose, guns. And of course, it's in Japan. So we like keeping up with uh, your homeland there to see what's going on. Uh, The article reads, a shop in Japan has enlisted a robot to ensure customers are wearing masks as the country prepares for a possible third wave of coronavirus infection. Third wave. Yeah, a third wave in Japan, too. Um, RoboV, developed by the Advanced Telecommunications Research Institute International in Kyoto, is able to pick out customers who aren't wearing a mask and politely ask them to cover up. It can also intervene when they fail to socially distance while queuing up to pay. The trial, which began last week at the club shop of Cerizo Osaka, a professional football team, will run until uh, at least the end of the month. RoboV's developers, who are behind a host of robotic innovations, hope the experiment will reduce close contact between shoppers and staff, adding that they will believe most people will feel less embarrassed by being asked to cover up by a robot than by a a fellow human being. I think that might be true. 
they might be less embarrassed and the robot is kind of cute so I think they might be less uh, apt to, to get into a fist fight with somebody asking them to put on the mask but I'm not sure if that's a big problem in Japan or not uh, the article continues equipped with preloaded information about the shop's layout RoboV uses a camera and sensors to observe people's movements and lasers to measure the dis- distance between them lasers pew pew according to the Kyoto News Agency when it isn't enforcing social distancing and mask wearing a preventative measure that is generally accepted in Japan RoboV also guides customers around the shop. While Japan has avoided the large uh, number of cases and deaths seen in some other countries, a recent rise in daily COVID-19 infections has led to calls for new measures to prevent hospitals from being overrun as winter approaches. Mm. It it reported uh, 1,441 new cases on Sunday, (laughs) slightly down on the record uh, 1,737 infections recorded on the previous day with Tokyo, Osaka and other cities and regions reporting record daily rises over the weekend. The country has confirmed 119,420 cases and 1,908 deaths since the start of the pandemic, according to the public broadcaster NHK. The Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga has said there are no plans to rethink a subsidized domestic tourism campaign or to declare a second state of emergency. Oh, sounds like a chill guy. The northernmost main island of Hokkaido, a popular tourist destination, has reported more than 200 cases for four days in a row, including a cluster of more than a dozen on the nearby island. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, uh, robots, they're coming for you, and they're coming to very politely um, ask you to wear your mask. Gons, First of all, how many fistfights have you gotten into over masks, and would you punch this robot? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I would make a scene, and then they would call me you know, a dirty American Yeah, and tell me to go back. Uh, I don't know. You, you, you could blend in, though. I could until they talk to me, and then they'll notice that I can't speak as oh, fast. They'll know. And it's clear they'll know. <laughs> in Japanese. But yeah, you know, the whole, they, they do the cute thing very well. They do sort of mm-hmm. the inconspicuous innocent thing very well too so i can see the robot being like oh yes please wear a mask and then you know if you don't i don't know what happens then what are there levels to this like does he come you know come poke you excuse me sir yeah how aggressive does this robot get (laughs) i don't know i mean they they mentioned that it has lasers so uh (laughs) is it like a happy face laser or is it more like you know, I think it's like a Star Wars later. Okay, all right. It's like a Death Star. You know, it's funny because in Japan they have these cute robots. In America, we have Batman. If you're working alone, wear a mask. The mask's not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. It's just diff- You know, the difference in the cultures—they're clashing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, man. And of course, r- Japan has been the most friendly, robot friendly to the robotic uh, uh, overlord future. 
Um, but I think this is an interesting, again, it's all this sort of social manipulation stuff to get uh, a little bit more, uh, I don't know, serious or clinical about it. We've been talking about, um, the interactions between robots and humans and what the social manipulation, uh, sort of landscape looks like. And I think it's funny because when it comes to you know, robots enforcing rules over humans, all of our minds go directly to the Terminator or RoboCop or something very scary to uh, sort of force you, you know, it's got more of a 1984 feel, you know, where it's a big brother lockdown obey. Right. Um, Right. But the way that we see things going in Japan, at least, where they make all their robots just adorable, uh, it's more of the the, uh, brave new world. You know, we will... The the robots are here to please you into compliance, not to fear you into compliance. Right. I made a video a long time ago on the YouTube channel about uh, how Satanism is going to really infiltrate. And it's based on kawaii, which which means cute in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, they have. There's all this fashion stuff happening in Japan where it's like, oh, it's cute. Like these girls are just cute with these devil horn outfits and you know dark eyeshadow right. makeup. It's cute, you know, and, and it's all just looks innocent. But then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't innocent. This is like sa- <laughs> straight satanic, dressing up like a spooky demon, <laughs> a cute spooky demon, <laughs> yeah, a cute demon. So um, yeah, that's not surprising thinker. in Japan. Go ahead. Freethinker in the YouTube chat is mentioning uh, start learning how to build EMP devices. Mm-hmm. Not to give anything away, but I, I'm not suggesting anybody do this, but someone could if they wanted to. Uh, there's some very, I've heard on the grapevine, there's some very interesting tutorials on how to make uh, fairly decent handheld EMP devices uh, that could uh, just zap this little fella into a coma, giving you a chance to escape. You know, it needs to be the size of a pen or something, so it's inconspicuous. You can't like bust out, you know, like in the movies, a giant. Uh, yeah, the, I saw this pretty good. Well, <laughs> I've I've uh, I've seen one that is about the size of a flashlight. Well, in fact, it's built into a flashlight because uh-huh. uh, this was a DIY guy who made it. And uh, he was able to take out medium sized electronics with a flashlight sized EMP device. And uh, from what I can gather, they're pretty simple to uh, create. But there is a really <laughs> A really big chance of zapping yourself uh, while while building it. So you I want to. Really you really need to be careful and know what you're doing. I want to be way more chill. You know, I want to. I want something like a glove. You know, where I can go over and just touch them on, touch the robot on the shoulder, and it just powers down. You know, mm-hmm. way more in- inconspicuous. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, he has the touch, and the robots will fear you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay, you're that's you're more. You know. You're more guns blazing, you know, uh, Mad no, Max, e- giant, e- <laughs> giant mech. And I'm more like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to like infiltrate. Jedi mind trick. Yeah. 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 So yeah, anyway, yeah. all right. Good stuff. Good flippy update. Okay. You know, it's there funny. Um, Japan pops up a few times in this episode. So keep an eye out for, keep an eye on yeah. Japan. There. The lesson, the lesson here is uh, be more wary of cute robots than scary robots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scary robots too. And Japan has the giant mech that's walking. So, yeah, it's all robots everywhere in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, some brief updates. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. 
We always have a couple 33 updates. It's the New World Order Illuminati dog whistle. This is the post and courier.com. 33 new COVID-19 cases reported in Aiken County by DHEC. So there you go. Another uh, outlet, South Carolina, reporting 33 new COVID-19 cases. And not to be outdone, Massachusetts, this is bostonglobe.com, reports 2,076 new COVID-19 cases. 33 new deaths. So uh, 33 new cases in South Carolina, 33 Classic. new deaths in Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. way worse than Massachusetts, but still 33. Again, got to report at 33. Can't I report know. at 32. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's all we have for the 33 updates. I mean, I, I, I try to at least touch on a couple every episode because it's everywhere. And uh, I do see some of uh, what you guys send us out there you know you when you see 33 around you get triggered i'm noticing people get triggered and they yeah, send well, screenshots and pictures. attention it's everywhere yeah man. it's everywhere uh you know what else is everywhere dinosaurs ever since you made the call <laughs> and this is a cnn.com if you don't know what we're talking about basil did a dinosaur cry mating call i don't know what it was a few episodes ago it got turned into a jingle and a song and uh, CNN Travel, new Japanese theme park attraction lets guests zipline into Godzilla's mouth. Wee! So, I don't know what you did there, but uh, you apparently unleashed uh, just Japanese people killing themselves. Ziplining right <laughs> into Godzilla's mouth there. You know, I feel like we <laughs> brought this up on an update, re- update recently. This particular one? Um, I remember this. I was at least looking at it, but anyways, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm curious about it. They love that cute little lizard over there. <laughs> yeah, little lizard, little tiny lizard. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because they they have this picture of Godzilla, like the ride here, the zip line thing, and they have like an aerial shot of it. It's pretty terrifying. Looks like a giant dinosaur lizard just in the middle of you know rural Japan, hanging out. You can zip yeah, line you know, right in the middle mouth. of a pandemic, <laughs> when uh, <laughs> things are getting shut down, pe- people have to stay home, businesses are closing. Somebody in Japan said, let's spend a bunch of money to make a zip line into Godzilla. And it's pretty ominous at night, too. It like glows, you know, it's pretty, pretty creepy. Anyway, there you go. Uh, the Japanese people will spy on the you with robots. The are taking over. <laughs> You'll be eaten by Godzilla. You get robots telling you to wear masks. It's a sounds like a mess over there, to be honest. Um, Got to go visit. Got to go visit. But I got to get my space raid uh, EMP gun before I do. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, this one's for you, Basil. Space. Yay. Space, 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 space. Want to go to space? Want to go to space? If it exists at all, ctvnews.ca SpaceX launches second crew regular station crew flights begin. And uh, did you watch the the uh, the whatever what the launch of SpaceX? I did not watch the launch, but I was inundated with all these statements more, about how uh, about how we're in the new age. This has launched the new age of space travel. Yeah. This one launch in particular, which uh, I'm not sure why this one in particular. I'll tell you I mean, why. I'll tell you why. You, because okay, because it had three Americans and one Japanese member in the crew. <laughs> oh, is that why? That's why it's okay. New Age. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the capsule's name they, is Resilience. Go ahead. 
You know, I remember we reported, it uh, must have been last year, the year before, how they were creating that little tablet robot that was supposed to keep astronauts company so they don't get in fights right. on the uh, space station. You remember that? I remember, yeah. I wonder what happened to that little guy. I've not heard anything about him recently. Well, they probably, I uh, hope he didn't, he didn't get disassembled. <laughs> they hate him. They, they just, you know, they push him out. Of the yeah, dock there. He They're just like, got launched out the airlock. Yeah. I can't stand this little guy. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why the Japanese astronaut's going up there. He's uh, collecting back the pieces and saying, come on, guys. Work together. Okay. <laughs> He's going up there to save save the cute little robot. <laughs> save the cute robot. Uh, so there you go. And then, uh, you know, Biden tweeted about it. You know, this is how science can move us into the future. And people were like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. all right, Harry, Harry legs. Tone it down. <laughs> Tone it down, Harry legs. Um, okay, moving on. We got a couple money related updates. <laughs> Ooh. It's been a while since we've heard that uh, jingle. Yeah, uh, this is MSN.com. Actually, it was a Bloomberg article. It was uh, it's a few days old now. The argument to tax work from home benefits. Oh, I know. My gosh, this is crazy. And I'll read a couple sentences here. Choosing to earn a living from home once the pandemic ends is a privilege that you should pay for, according to strategists from Deutsche Bank (laughs) AG's research arm. It's a privilege we're forcing you to to take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. Well, they say once it ends, but, you know. Yeah. Once it ends, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, I thought I had something else highlighted. I guess I don't but basically their um uh deutsche bank research undertook a survey to examine the major global shift towards remote work blah 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 basically they want to tax you from you know just just because you work from home because it's a privilege uh it's a quote working from home will be part of the new normal well after the pandemic has passed the strategist led by luke templeman wrote in a note we argue that remote workers should pay a tax for the privilege. Oh my gosh. So you got, so now people are going to have white privilege and stay at home privilege from home privilege. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the crazy thing about it is this is really coming from the result that, you know, if less people are driving cars or less people are riding the subway or buses, if you have that in your area, you know, if you're driving less cars, you're, buying less gas which means you're paying less gas uh, ta- tax money on the gas yeah um and kind of similar you know built-in costs to any travel really unless you're on a bike baby woo um yeah. but uh so you know if you're not paying your your fair share by driving with gasoline and killing the planet we couldn't possibly reward you for not the now, and of course, speaking from the uh, point of view from uh, tax hungry, uh, you know, global warming uh, enthusiasts in the government. Um, but yeah, no, you just you can't let people slip by without paying their quote unquote fair share. And you know that uh, you know if Biden does make it to the White House, he's he'll just be ecstatic. He loves taxes. <laughs> I know. I know it reminds me of a, a, a song by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Actually, I think he, he covered it. You know, blues guitarist, one of my favorite blues guitarists of all time. Mm-hmm. And he had a song called Tax Man. And there's a part where he says, if you drive a car, I'll tax the street. If you try to oh, sit, yeah. I'll tax your seat. If you get too cold, I'll tax your heat. If you try to walk, I'll tax your feet. 
Kind of reminds me of that. It's just like any, anything, any way you do anything, whatever you're going to get taxed. So that's something to, to keep in mind. Be excited. For the privilege of being forced to work from home. You know, what's funny too, about this story. It's, uh, it's being pushed by Deutsche bank. Like of all the people that should be pushing for taxes, Deutsche bank, get out of here. (laughs) Why? Because they're like, they're like one of the worst central bank corrupt entities out there. Oh, well, that's exactly why they do support taxes. <laughs> I know, but it's just, that's more of a reason to, to get out of here and, and, and buy Bitcoin, apparently, because uh, our uh, next story has to do with it. Bitcoin go to moon. And Basil, you uh, and I made some predictions a few episodes, uh, several episodes ago now, several months ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I think you said 150K. I think I said 250K. Mm-hmm. We may have been lowballing it because according oh my gosh. to Citibank, this is not some fringy, crazy person. Uh, Coindesk.com Citibank analyst says Bitcoin can pass $300,000 by December 2021. That's, That's next year. Very soon. That's, <laughs> That's like really soon. Um, and that would be what like 20 X from where we are now. I mean, it's pumping right now. It's at 16,800 right now. It's going to, yeah, it's going to hit that all time high 10, 15, about 15 X. Yeah. Is it 15? Oh yeah. It keeps going up. So I guess I got to redo the math, but well, that should make you feel a little bit better at buying the, buying the high right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 16,000 might seem cheap, oh, gosh. but yeah. uh, yeah, $300,000 per coin. And uh, did you see the, uh, the, the Senator, uh, for Wyoming? Um, I did. That was crazy. Yeah. Let me try to find it real quick because, uh, that's that's another another level of Bitcoin in the public, you know, conversation, if you will. Uh, yeah. And- well, that's been part of the big uh, the big thing happening the past year. I would say really, yeah, maybe year and a half or so. There was the big crypto boom in 2016, which saw you know rises in and an eventual pretty drastic fall after that. That a lot of people got uh, pretty perturbed over. Um, but we're back up. We're getting close to late 2016 prices. Seventeen. Uh, 2017. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Two thousand. 17 prices and a lot of this I mean, of course, since 2017, we've had institutional money buy up a bunch of Bitcoin, a bunch of the big banks and financial products uh, companies. But now we have actual politicians talking about it, um, which uh, really we haven't seen too much of. No, this is Cynthia Marie Loomis. She's a Republican and the first female Senate to represent the state of Wyoming. Well, this one, uh, very interesting. You're the first senator to own Bitcoin. I'm going to be fully transparent here and say I'm not well versed in Bitcoin, but I know that there are a couple people who believe, yes, you should be an advocate for this type of currency. And then advocate. Oh, it's loading. Why is it loading? People who are raising some concerns that this could be a, a front for money laundering or for some sort of tax evasion. Where do you stand? Oh, please. Do you hope to bring Bitcoin uh, into the national conversation? I do hope to bring Bitcoin into the national conversation. I'm a former state treasurer and I invested our state's permanent funds. So I was always looking for a good store of value and uh, Bitcoin. Oh man, doing a lot of loading here. I must have Bitcoin, uh, fits that bill. Uh, our own currency inflates 
uh, Bitcoin does not. It's uh, 21 million Bitcoin will be mined, and that's it. It is a finite supply. Uh, so I have confidence that this is going to be an important player in stores of value for a long time to come. Well, we are more well, first of all, I don't buy this for a second that she's the first yeah. senator to own Bitcoin. Yeah. Maybe she's the first one to publicly admit it. Right. Uh, because, you know, of course, if you're in the new, I, I cannot believe that. Uh, um, uh, what's the Paul? Rand Paul? Rand Paul. Yeah. Is that the current? Is that the younger? Is yeah. that the son? Yeah. Rand. I'm sure Rand Paul's had some Bitcoin for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something that's been sort of a thorn in the side of the you know the central banking system, and uh, you know some people say it's all planned and and perhaps, um, but given the way that central banks are reacting and how they're trying to quickly come up with their own uh, cryptocurrency, I mean, think about this. Bitcoin came out. You know, it's probably some rogue. Uh, NSA something or other, you know, it's possible that they were in the, you know, the uh, Intel community and they just went rogue and they're like, Hey, I'm going to do something to help the people. It kind of went crazy. And then, uh, and obviously price went up like crazy. And uh, now all these banks and all these institutions are like, Oh, we want to make a Bitcoin too, like our Bitcoin. And you got to think that's a little suspicious, right? I mean, if the, yeah. if Bitcoin was just truly like a big plan, then, it, you know, why not just uh, get everybody on it and lock everybody down and mark them on the right hand and forehead? But that's not what's taking place here. So, you know, it could be the last bastion here of uh, an ability to, uh, you know, have some kind of sovereign money. And at the very least, digitally. You know, that's the one thing to keep in mind. Your money is mostly digital already. If you're logging into banks, and uh, looking up your dollar amounts, that's digital. And that's all your, your, your money is beholden to the banks and yeah. just a password to go into the bank. Uh, well, that's the, that's the funny part. I mean, I've seen it even in the chat today. Yeah. People uh, talking about how Bitcoin is bringing the cashless future. It's not Bitcoin bringing the cashless future. You've been in a cashless future for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 those digits in your bank account that you check on your app, that does not represent cash. It no. doesn't represent anything. Yeah. It's just a number that they type into your account. Um, so, you know, as far as Bitcoin being sort of the herald of cashless society, uh, there's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a side, it's a side hustle of cashless society. <laughs> right, right. It is not the, the progenitor of it. Yeah. And if you, if you really think about what it's doing, you know, just keeping it very simple here, you know, if I want to send some money to somebody in Africa or somebody in Japan, even, you know, yeah. let's say it's a, a few thousand dollars or whatever it is. That's going to take a while. You know, I can't just send it. It'll have to be yeah, going well, you through gotta banks. You got to pay for the middlemen. The middlemen. Everybody gets their little cut of it. It takes three it, weeks. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a huge mess. And it's, you know, these bankers are just ripping everybody off when yeah. we, technically we have this ability to just say, hey, let me send you some Bitcoin with, uh, give me your address, your public key. And boom, sure. you know, bypass the whole system. 
Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, to be clear here, for at least for my point of view, and, and I'm, we're very well versed, I would say, more than usual, more than a, your normal normie about Bitcoin. We're not necessarily saying like Bitcoin will save us all. Right. right it's right. just that, you know, Bitcoin is what it is. And uh, yeah, I mean, if they say you have to denounce Jesus and worship the devil to use Bitcoin, yeah, probably won't. Probably do not going to use Bitcoin. <laughs> probably not going to use Bitcoin. Yeah, but uh, you know, if it's very obviously going to be worth a lot and accepted by the the wealthy establishments of the world very soon, uh, then you know what. You got kids to feed, man. It's digital gold is what they're calling it because they basically figured out how to not copy and paste something digital. That's the big yeah. breakthrough that Bitcoin you know, figured out. Was, yeah. uh, Which is funny. I mean, it's a very simple concept that Bitcoin is founded on, but it gets all mixed up in all this economic jargon. Yeah. Really, all Bitcoin did was in 2008 find, you know, release a way to have a digital item that you mm -hmm. can't copy and paste. Yep. And that's what a Bitcoin is. Yep. It's just a digital item. Yeah, that stop promoting be, Bitcoin, Basil. Can't be replicated. <laughs> it's a very simple thing. And, uh, you know, it's you got to be a little tech savvy to see why that's so uh, revolutionary. Yeah. But that's okay. It almost seems like it's how digital stop money. promoting bitcoin yeah. wow these youtube hates bitcoin that's yeah. crazy well, at least the chat here hates bitcoin you can that's hate okay bitcoin if you want that's okay um yeah i was oh, well, i forgot what i was gonna say now anyway it doesn't matter well the that's story a, being it's uh city bank a giant multinational uh banking corporation thinks it's going to be worth 300k in a year yeah so fitzpatrick who is uh thomas fitzpatrick the global head of co the company's City FX Technicals Market Insight product said, quote, uh, where's the quote? Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Let me just read this. Uh, mm -hmm. Fitzpatrick pointed to Bitcoin's weekly chart and used technical analysis to prior highs and lows to determine a target of $318,000 by December 2021. Quote, this kind of technical analysis is of little value. Classic macro commented on his tweet. There's no edge in guessing targets so far in time with TA. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the stock to flow models, there's all kinds of models saying that Bitcoin's going to go over $100,000 in the next few years here, in the next cycle. And we'll see what happens with the price, you know, blow off top. But that's if you're thinking about it in dollars. You know, if, if Bitcoin becomes a world reserve currency, then everyone's going to be talking about how many Satoshis they have. And not, right. not in dollars. You're not even going to talk in, yeah. Yeah. So you're not even going to talk in Bitcoin. You're going to talk no, in Satoshi. You're going to be talking in Satoshis. So that's a Anyways, whole different rabbit let's trail. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm tired of people being angry about Bitcoin. <laughs> the corn? That's what they call it, the Bitcoin. <laughs> a new world order can emerge. Okay. So this is Trudeau. Over in uh, Canada. Oh yeah, we had we gotta we gotta give credit to all of our uh, Canadian listeners because you guys came out of the woodwork yeah, to yeah. let us know about this. I uh, I did a quick edit on the actual original video <laughs> because yes. uh, it reminded me of the father in the movie called Equilibrium, circa yeah, two thousand two. Nobody else remembered. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody watched I Equilibrium. The movie. I don't remember the father. You don't remember the father? Okay. Well, anyway, uh -huh. Equilibrium 
uh, has a, a scene where the father who appears on screen is talking about how the council chose him. And anyway, I spliced it into the Trudeau clip. So here it is. The council simply elected me to pursue building back better, reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. The council <laughs> Yeah, very good. This Trudeau, obvious. I mean, we've been keeping an eye on Trudeau. We don't do a whole lot of reporting on Trudeau, but uh, he is really a snake in the grass for a lot of reasons. At least, if my uh, my Canadian analysts are to be believed, he's one of these guys. He's all hundred percent bought into the globalism thing. Of course, Canada still technically a Commonwealth uh, uh, under the Queen. Yes, so you know. You got your own things to deal with there. Um, but uh, yeah, he's one of these things. SJW eco warrior type of guy. Uh, but at the same time, we'll sort of backhandedly make humongous corporate, uh, you know, oil deals that totally. Uh, I'm trying to use nice words here, but Canadians are very unhappy <laughs> with what I mean. He's selling out his country in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, there's that big oil pipeline deal that he did uh, behind everybody's back while he was outwardly talking about how, you know, we need to uh, fix the environment and every Canadian needs to sacrifice to save our world. When, when the, the official science, quote unquote, official science of uh, climate change has Canada at like, almost experiencing none of the effects it's like the the least affected place in the world by you know according to the climate scientists um and yet they're taking some of the most extreme precautions so there you go thanks to trudeau and this little clip was great he pretty much uh hit every single buzzword (laughs) i know so this is a i have a video here that i published back in September of 2015, so over five years ago, and it was Mm -hmm. called 2030 Agenda, the Pope Ushers in the New World Order Sustainable Development. And in the video, I talk about uh, how the Pope uh, came to New York at the UN Council there, announced the 2030 Agenda, and announced this whole thing. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's it's a conspiracy theory. It's craziness if you want to think that they're trying to establish a global governance here and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, right. And then Trudeau, in one in like 20 seconds, uh, mentions every key trigger word that would, you know, suggest that this is some kind of like world, one world government system. He says, build back better. He says, agenda 2030. He says SDG, which is Sustainable Development Goals, and mm-hmm. the Great Reset, and uh, and climate change and all that. But he, I mean, he literally in like twenty seconds he says everything. And uh, for anybody who's a skeptic of you know this one world government type of thing, well, there you go. And plus, if you're you know if you're talking to some normie friends, and you you know you especially like if they're Biden supporters, and mm-hmm. you can say, hey, Biden's for a one world government. And they'll say, no, he's not. He's, yeah, he's not for a one world government. Well, <laughs> listen to, you know, one of his first tweets was like, we're going to build back better. And one of the first things 
Trudeau says here is Build Back Better. What do you got here? You got stuff popping up on my screen? Yeah, here? this is just a fun collection of Trudeau's blackface appearances. I thought as as why. Well, <laughs> As long as we're talking about Trudeau, we can't talk about him without showing him in blackface. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let you okay. just pop that on. Yeah. Just, it's a link. Yeah, there you go. There's your uh, your liberal savior, <laughs> Canada. Um, yeah. And another thing to mention about the uh, sustainable development goals, and I've mentioned this so many times, but they have, if you go to their website, un.org, they have all these sustainable development goals on there. And, um, you know, you can go through all of these, uh, I think it's 17 goals they have, uh, climate action, life below water, reduce inequalities, blah, blah, blah. They got the whole deal below water. That sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, is that a threat? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, uh. Uh, you know, taking care of the fish kind of thing. Like Gung. Oh, it's not Gungan bubble cities. Uh, no, but although that little, could be, there's a reference for all these Star Wars fans. Yeah, that's yeah. Misa. Remember oh Gungan my gosh. Bubble Cities, the most annoying character <laughs> in all of Star Wars history. Um, but yeah, you go to this website, and they have these uh, clickable targets and goals here. And I always point these out because it's it's you just think logically about this, and it's like how in the world are they are they planning to do this? So 16, uh, the target 16 has to do with peace, justice, and strong institutions. And they have like, you know, points here, 16.1, significantly reduce all forms of violence and related uh, death rates everywhere. So, okay, how are you going to do that? Like, what is their little plan to reduce violence and related death rates, especially when all of their agendas are you know, sparking more violence? 16.2, end abuse, exploitation, trafficking, and all forms of violence and torture of children. This one really jumped out at me back oh, then. Yikes. Yeah, because it's like, okay, what do you mean? Are you going to start yeah. tracking every child? And uh, so, you know, the Netanyahu, let's uh, microchip every kid type of uh, thing starts to make sense when they're talking about, hey, yeah, we got to take care of the trafficking situation. And this, this speaks into the whole QAnon thing, right? A lot of right. QAnon well, folks you would, were, you would, yeah, you would hope so. Yeah, because uh, you know the QAnon guys were like, "Hey, Trump's taking down the pedo ring and the trafficking and all that." Well, great. How do we know it's not going to continue or come back or whatever? And uh, are you on board with target or goal sixteen of the UN twenty thirty agenda? You know, so you got to you got to be careful what you're, you're wishing for. Uh, the other one I want to point out is uh, develop effective, accountable, and transparent institutions at all levels. Does that include the UN? Yeah, or does at it, all levels. All levels. Does that include the UN <laughs> or or everybody except the UN? Hello, world government. And right. uh, and then the the other troubling one, sixteen point nine. By 2030, provide legal identity for all, including birth registration. So they want to be able to basically track every child born and give mm-hmm. them legal identity, which you know, I, I guess it makes sense in the United States or whatever. But if you're talking about the whole world under one system, how is this not a one world government system that they're trying to put together? You know, just yeah. anybody logical would look at you this. You don't have a choice if you want to no. get a legal identity or no. not. Yeah, it's just they're going to give it to you and the UN are just going to do it, right? And then uh, <laughs> I like this last one here, 16B, promore, uh, sorry, promote and enforce non-discriminatory laws and policies for sustainable development. So promote it 
and then what does that mean? Non-discriminatory, discriminatory laws and policies for sustainable development. What does sustainable development have to do with enforcing non-discriminatory laws? I mean, is that like dead naming? Are we talking dead naming and you know baking cakes for gay people? We just want justice, peace, and inclusive societies. Basil, don't oh, ask oh, questions. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, don't no, ask questions. Good. Sounds good. I'm not. I'm not asking. I don't. <laughs> hey, look. I know when to not ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, this this is, you know, a big, big part of the global governance move here. And they're in, you know, toe and toe with the scientific dictatorship. And that's why we're seeing one uh, sort of, a, a, I don't know, derivative of scientific thinking taking over with masks and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds what fun. a fun, quick little update that was. I know. I'm sorry. That's a, uh, you know, there's a lot there. <laughs> no, but it's I, good. It was good stuff to be reminded of because, you know, of course that's agenda. Like you said, it used to be agenda 21. Now it's agenda 2030. Um, you know, agenda 21 used to be like the core or at least a core crazy conspiracy theory that if you ever brought it up, People knew not to listen to you. And uh, now you've got politicians all over the world freely quoting it as if it's been the plan the whole time. And how could we possibly question it? Yeah. And uh, that's our the beautiful uh, uh, manipulation that we've been seeing over, frankly, the past, uh, I think, 12 months has been the, the, the sort of hottest flame of that uh, manipulation happening right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And the mainstream are always going to label or uh, frame people like us that are talking about it as right wing conspiracy theorists, because mm-hmm. there, there have been articles and I don't and racists. have it. racists. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've had people say, you know, nationalists, you're a net fascist, you're a nationalist. And, mm-hmm. and my whole thing is like, okay, there's, yeah, you can maybe label people that are like pro America as nationalists, but what's wrong with promoting a nation that has a lot more freedoms than other nations. Like, I don't understand. It's racist. Guns. It's racist. It's racist. <laughs> uh, and nothing is better than anything. Nothing is better than anything. We're the all world. the same. Uh, and yeah. you know, we, uh, we don't have, I don't have the article in front of me, but there was another uh, article basically saying that the reason why uh, trying to claim like, you know, on no uncertain terms here that, the, the 2030 agenda is not, a, you know, some kind of plan to make a one world government. They right. categorically state, no, we are not trying to create a one world government. And it's like, really? How do you? How, and they don't explain themselves. They just say, we're not trying to do it. Anyone who says <laughs> they are, are, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, right wing, whatever. Well, that's a good point, though, because when it comes to the one world government, uh, the structure, when you're talking about like a literal structure, mm-hmm. like there is a world in which, yes, it doesn't, uh, you know, the names of countries and local uh, governments of those nations, you know, they of maintain, course will exist right. and continue to operate in the way they are. But a one world government, whether it's not called, whether it is or is not called like the government of Earth. 
uh, you know, go- government in the, the definition of the wor- word is simply just an organization that governs. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, UN is the United Nations is in a way already a one world government type of institution, or at least they strive to be. Uh, doesn't mean you have it's going to say UN on your tax return. Right. Um, but if there's an organizing institution above your nation, that your nation no longer has autonomy uh, over certain sectors of its governance, like we're seeing with a lot of, I mean, especially Canada being uh, maybe the, the closest prime example to us, Gonzo. But, yeah. you know, of course, there's nations all over the world folding to the uh, similar pressures. Um, and they directly talk about conceding to UN governance in many different ways. Yeah. And so, and yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all in a way already under a one world government of sorts and not just with the UN, but even the sort of uh, economic web, the, the global economy, you know, everything responds to the global economy and the economic forces that make up the, the mass of the global economy could be considered, um, you know, in if you're doing some translation as a one world government. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's mm-hmm. going to become uh, when people realize it, is when the the military arm is unleashed upon the world. Well, ain't that the truth? Yep. So that yeah. that's that'll be when people realize in America anyway, and maybe some other yeah. countries that like, oh, they were serious about this. Especially if they tried, to, if there's some disagreement, for example, with an election or something, you know. And mm. uh, one side says, well, we need a world police to come in to take care of Trump, make sure he gets out of office. And, and wow, now you have, you know, people talk about a civil war and it's like, mm, kind of. It's well, like there's a, a, you know, there's very interesting rumblings going on now. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, you know, get, uh, I couldn't certify uh, this evidence, but, you know, there's rumblings going on that, you know, in the big DNC meetings that, uh, that were taking place before the election, they were talking about calling on the UN uh, to aid with military force to force yeah. Trump out of the White House. Now, yeah. that is leaning pretty far into, uh, uh, you know, sort of circumstantial, not circumstantial evidence, but unverified evidence that I couldn't quite find the the video proof of but there were people talking about it yeah yeah and canada has uh some plans to get into some serious lockdowns and vaccinations and stuff and that actually leads us to the next story here that's right the new world order is here we'll start with a tweet here oh you're gonna start with the tweet okay do you want to do the tweet second uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's doesn't matter. The nine okay. second clip of, uh, uh, Denmark, nine days of protest over a new law that quote, would be able to define groups of people who must be vaccinated. People who refuse the above can be coerced through physical detainment with police allowed to assist. And, dun, dun, dun. uh, yeah, Denmark and uh, people in Denmark are not having it. They're, they're out protesting, which is a great thing to see. Uh, but also is it all, it's it all futile. Well, question. it's interesting because there are um, there's other countries talking about the same thing and you're not seeing similar response, which is why I am as an American an independently minded American, why I'm proud of Denmark yeah. again. 
Dutch listeners, I know you're out there. <laughs> Identify yourself. Um, but, you know, New Zealand had a very similar setup that they came out with. And for the most part, I have not seen much resistance from the New Zealanders. But let's go to the local.dk. This is, uh, well, a website from uh, Denmark. Uh, the headline is explained. What is Denmark's proposed epidemic law and why is it being criticized? Oh, why could it possibly be <laughs> criticized? The new epidemic law, Epidemilov, uh, would replace an emergency law passed in the spring, which gave the government extended powers to intervene in society in order to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. As well as enforcing quarantine measures, the existing law empowers the authorities pro uh, prohibit access to public institutions, supermarkets and shops, public and private nursing homes and hospitals, and also to impose restrictions on access to public transport. Recent instances in which the emergency law has been used by the government to implement rules include the partial lockdown of North Jutland, Jutland and enhanced national restrictions, including assembly limits and mandatory use of face masks announced in October. The emergency and Temporary law from March is now up for a replacement by a new, more permanent law. Yeah, uh, yikes. Which would also ensure provisions for governments to respond to future epidemics and pandemics. The end of the hearing period for the new law means that other parties and the public have been able to study the proposed law and raise their own concerns. So the final version of the proposed law may be a different one from the currently from one currently in circulation. You can read the proposed law in full in Danish in its current form via the government website. I don't read Danish, so I couldn't look at it. Uh, some areas in the proposed law that have raised eyebrows include people infected with dangerous diseases can be forcibly given medical exam examination, hospitalized, treated, and placed in isolation. Notice how it's not just about yep, COVID I was gonna, That's That was my point there. Yeah, it just says With dangerous diseases. Who determines dangerous that? Dangerous diseases, you? So, which could be any number of diseases. I mean, the flu is a dangerous disease. Uh, you know, anything from uh, bronchitis, that's a very... What, what disease isn't dangerous? Well, that plus how... I mean, yeah, depending on how they define it, are they going to include psychological problems or, you know, like mental problems. If you're a conspiracy theorist, are you carrying some kind of dangerous brain disease? Yeah. And again, I excuse uh, myself. Uh, I'm learning. Yes. The, the, sorry. The Dutch are from Holland. Danish are from Denmark. Oh, okay. Um, moving on. The Danish health authority would be able to define groups of people who must be vaccinated in order to contain and eliminate a dangerous disease. Again, any dangerous disease. People who refuse the above can, in some situations, be coerced through physical detainment with police allowed to assist. You know what's interesting here? The police are allowed to assist. Who is doing the physical detainment if not the police? <laughs> the robots. Yeah, is this like a 
Is this a uh, citizen's arrest thing that the police are allowed to uh, assist in? Anyways, medics have voiced their concerns. Ooh, good. Medics have voiced their concerns that the proposed law will give the government too much power over health care, as reported today by DR. Quote, we think these are regulations that go too far and ought to be changed. Kamala Rathke, head of the Danish Medical Association, told the broadcaster adding that such power in the hands of authorities could feel as though it was, quote, overstepping boundaries for individual patients. The association believes that mandatory vaccination would be an absolute last resort and expressed its concerns, uh, concern for patients' legal rights, uh, DR writes. Additionally, the law leaves the decision of when a disease is dangerous enough to bring the epidemic law into use solely in the hands of the health minister. Oh, so one guy gets to make the decision uh, when the disease is dangerous enough. Although an advisory commission can be involved, the government does not have to follow its advice. We uh, quote, we don't suspect a minister to have bad intentions, but decisions on emergency situations need broad parliamentary support. Anders Bike, head of the Danish College of General Practitioners, told DR. Meanwhile, the law also enables major decisions to be made on the basis of a principle of caution. Ooh, I can take a running start at the (laughs) Danish word for principle of caution. For sick tighted sprint tip. For for sick tighted sprintship, uh, I'm sorry. Without conclusive scientific evidence, oh goodness, this has already occurred under the emergency law when the government decided to cull millions of minks. Oh, those poor minks! Due to evidence not conclusive that a mutation of the coronavirus in the animals could risk the effectiveness of a future virus. What? This is this is something that we've been seeing a lot. Uh, Let me read that again. Mm, When the government decided to cull millions of minks due to evidence not conclusive that a mutation of the coronavirus in the animals could risk the effectiveness of a future virus. Did they is that supposed to be vaccine? I mean, it seems like they would try to say vaccine there, but the minks could risk the effectiveness of a future virus. Is that mm. some double speak? I'm not catching guns. Maybe. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're saying the word virus should be replaced by vaccine. What? Maybe they, yeah. Why would the mink anyways, doesn't matter. I'm getting <laughs> lost here. Quote, the larger of the intervention in public rights, the larger certainty there would be over the effect of it. Lewis Hulk, director of the Danish Institute for Human Rights, told DR. You know, the mink thing really is a spooky metaphor because this, uh, I believe, is the Netherlands. Was It was the Netherlands that uh, those minks got all murdered, right? Um, is a spooky metaphor for, hey, these minks have a virus, let's just get rid of them, no matter you know whose business it puts out of business or whatever, because this is going to risk the effectiveness of a future virus. If, you, if that doesn't ring any bells <laughs> yeah. to uh, the dear Danes over there as to what the government is willing to do, uh, that's pretty spooky. Uh, quote, the larger 
the intervention of the public rights, the larger certainty there should be over the effect of it. Lewis Hulk, director of the Danish Institute for Human Rights, told DR. A further criticism of the proposed law is that it would force businesses and organizations to hand over information about staff and members to authorities, such as information regarding individuals' movements. That promotes a culture of surveillance, which in no way benefits trust in society, the Danish Council of Ethics told DR. Rasmus Langhoff, health spokesperson with the governing uh, Social Democrats, noted in comments to the broadcaster that the proposed law is not yet at the final draft stage. Quote, we are looking at the collected answers from hearings and are listening to all the concerns and suggestions for improvement, Langhoff said. Well, the good news here uh, that I can see in this article is that a lot of what seems to be pretty official organizations are pushing back against this. Yeah. Danish Council of Ethics. Uh, You've got the Danish College of General Practitioners. Uh, You've got, you know, you got a lot of uh, the Danish Medical Association. Uh, A lot of people put a lot of big organizations seemingly pushing back on this, which is good to see. Yeah, it's good to see. And again, going back to that video clip of uh, I think I don't know how many people, thousands maybe of people protesting for nine days in a row. Uh, yeah. against this whole thing if, if the people have spoken uh, hopefully they you know tone it down but you know it's it's one of those issues where again when there's open uh resistance against something they're just going to find different ways to wiggle in there you know uh, verbiage that's a little more ambiguous or not specific and uh, right. it's, it's always going to come through eventually but it's nice to see that there's some you know woke folk over there yeah. in Denmark. Well, especially going on over in Europe. That's, uh, yeah. believe it or not, European listeners, you know, a lot of Americans uh, don't have uh, very high uh, expectations of Europeans pushing back against this stuff for better, or for worse. But, uh, you know, there's some Europeans over there that are uh, stepping up to what uh, the expectations of your American brothers and sisters would hope. Not that that should uh, mean anything to you, but just as a, a thumbs up from over here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's, again, good to see. But also, again, is it all futile? You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the question, because uh, uh, it seems like it doesn't matter what people think because of this deadly virus that's, you know, k- killing everybody. Basil, have you noticed? It's killing everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, it is. It's, it's all killing the- 0.05% of people who are infected. Have you noticed that all the homeless people are just dead on the streets from the virus? It's out of control. <laughs> Somebody get them some soap. <laughs> Um, to go along with this, we got one more story before the break here and this, oh, actually a couple more. This is a, uh, yeah, let's do this one here. The Wakching is the way the Japanese call vaccines mm-hmm. because, uh, we were trying to avoid the algos there, but uh, we kind of gave up on that with the, you know, we, we don't care. We're come get us, come try to get us. Actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> then you're not going to be able to find us, us on YouTube. Uh, this is NBCNews.com. COVID-19 vaccines may have potentially unpleasant side effects. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah, but uh, you should take them anyway. Uh, Pfizer is expected to seek federal permission to re- release its COVID-19 vaccine by the end of November, a move that holds promise for quelling the pandemic, but also sets up a tight time frame to make sure consumers understand what it will mean to get the shots. 
The vaccine mm. and most likely most uh, and likely most others will require two doses to work. One on the forehead, one on the right hand. Uh, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that, although might as well. Injections that must be given weeks apart. Company protocols show scientists anticipate that the shot will cause in uh, enervating flu-like side effects. Enervating. What's that mean? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Including Enervating. sore arms, muscle aches, and fever that could last days and temporarily sideline some people from work or school. And even if a vaccine proves 90% effective, the rate Pfizer touted for its product, one in 10 recipients would still be vulnerable. Innovate to weaken or destroy the strength or vitality of. Okay. All right. Yikes. That means at least in the short term, as population level immunity grows, people can't stop social distancing and throw away their masks. So slaves stay on it. Left out. So far in the push to develop vaccines with unprecedented speed has been a large scale plan to communicate effectively about those issues in advance, said Saad Omer, director of the Yale Institute for Global Health. Quote, you need to be ready, he said, quote, you can't look for communication materials the day after the vaccine is authorized. Omer, who declined to comment on reports uh, that he's been considered for a post in the new administration of President-elect Joe Biden, called for the rollout of a robust messaging campaign based on the best scientific evidence about vaccine hesitancy and acceptance. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has created a strategy called Vaccinate with Confidence. Oh, good. But it lacks the necessary resource. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't. I love how they have to like put together these communication programs. But then they say right here, it lacks the necessary resources, which means they don't have enough convincing information to push this idea vaccinate with confidence. I know. Well, ain't that the darndest thing? <laughs> we need to tell people to take the vaccine. What about a program called vaccinate with confidence? Oh, that's good. That's good. Let's uh, let's put some together for that. Well, we need more resources. Oh, we can't to push quite that. do that yet. <laughs> we don't have the info. Quote, we need to communicate and we need to communicate effectively and we need to start planning for this now, he said. My gosh, he sounds like a villain. Yeah. Or is it a she? Maybe it's a no, that's a different one. Such broad based outreach will be necessary in a country where as of mid-October, uh, October, he uh, only half of Americans said they'd be willing to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Initial doses of any vaccine would be limited at first, but experts predict they may be widely available by the middle of next year, discussing potential side effects, early counter misinformation that overstates or distorts the risk. Quote, the biggest tragedy would be if we have a safe and effective vaccine that people are hesitant to get, said Dr. <laughs> if only we had a safe and effective <laughs> I vaccine. I know the that truth would wants be to a come tragedy out. if it existed. The truth wants to come out so bad. It's hilarious. Uh, said Preeti, Dr. Preeti Malani, chief health officer and professor of medicine uh, at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Pfizer and its partner, the German company BioNTech, said Monday that their vaccine appears to protect nine in 10 people from getting COVID-19, although they didn't release underlying data. They keep saying this in the That's news. That's the problem with all this, man. None of these uh, studies are putting out the actual data. These are all just press releases. They just Pfizer was this. Oh, this is the Pfizer. This one. is yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's funny how the new, the mainstream news will slip it in there, you know, but then you go on social media and it's all like, oh, we found the disease. There's the cure for the disease, <laughs> you know, and it's like every article has like 
we they did it. Except we don't have any data. But let's not talk about that. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're literally saying we did it. It's great. We didn't really, but it's nice to say. <laughs> now that Harry Legs Biden is president, it feels good to say it. So yeah. we're just gonna say it. And you know, the, I will mention that if uh, just you know, as a tangent thing to the elections, if they reverse the trend here and Trump gets into office, what do you think is going to happen with all these vaccine companies? Are they going to start saying like, "Oh, wait a minute." The well, data came I don't out. Even think, I don't even think it's a Biden-Trump thing. I mean, Trump is the one who paid for all this. No, no I know. That's what I'm saying, Operation though. Warp Speed, baby. I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, in the public, they're not giving him credit for the Oh, no. The yes, vaccine. of course. You only get all this good news because Biden is currently well, good, claiming to be good the, news, the president-elect. Good news in air quotes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and just, just a tangent there because it's, you know, it's all, it's all kind of one thing, especially mm-hmm. with Operation Warp Speed there. Right. Uh, it's the first of four COVID-19 vaccines and large-scale efficacy tests in the U.S. to have posted results. Data from early trials of several COVID-19 vaccines suggest that consumers will need to be prepared for side effects that will technically, uh, oh, while technically mild, uh, could disrupt daily life. <laughs> you know, like getting COVID in most cases. I don't have COVID, but I'm weak and cold and I can't I'm work. So- Uh, and i have to work from home which means i have to pay more taxes Uh, a senior pfizer executive told the news outlet stat that side effects from the company's vaccine appear to be comparable to those of standard adult vaccines but worse than those of the company's pneumonia vaccine prevnar a typical uh, or typical flu shots Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the sad part about this is, Gons, you know, I actually had some bad news recently. A, a, a good, good friend of mine uh, recently had uh, two grandparents pass mm-hmm. of COVID um, and is very sad. And so, you know, we've known for a long time that it is the elderly that are the most at risk for the serious um yeah, complications, uh, especially serious if they have complications. Yeah, have comorbidities. And, right, right, yeah. sure. Yeah, and um, if I remember correctly, one of these grandparents, uh, I, what is it? COPD is is that the chronic respiratory thing? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Anyways, the acronym. it was some sort of chronic respiratory thing. So it was bad news. It was very sad. Um, but the problem is with the wa- the the vaccine. The vaccine is. That, uh, you know, when you reach a certain age or have those comorbidities, <laughs> gosh, I'm losing it, comorbidities, um, you can't get the vaccine anyways. Right. So I guess that's I guess that's the the herd immunity argument. But um, anyway, yeah, so there what's, you go. What's I don't know. Point? It doesn't it just doesn't help a lot of the people who are at risk for hap- for having the the thing, except for, you know, a, a, allegedly, if somebody has the vaccine, they can't spread it, I guess, would be the idea. But anyways, it's it's just it, it's unfortunate that the the very people who would need the vaccine the most uh, are not, you know, able to get it. If indeed it is a viable solution, which there is no evidence to um, to say that's the case right now, anyways. Which goes to show that this whole thing kind of is a farce. You know, really is to push out vaccines in a way that's controlled, that's you know, fear mongering the public into complying to. A scientific dictatorship. That's all. Yeah. That's all. It seems like it is, especially when 
you dig into the mainstream outlet news reporting on stuff and you can poke holes in it fairly easily by just reading through it, you know, not just reading the headline, but actually reading through it. And, right. and, you know, they just, well, and that's the problem. Hints. Yeah. That's the thing with all these stories about the vaccines coming out and being great. If you actually read the article, you realize that that's actually not the case at all. Right. 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 Yeah. Yep. It's one big psyop is what it okay. is. Okay. Um, let's see. What else we have? One last thing just here. Before, quick, uh, yeah. A quick Fauci yeah, okay. thing here. Ooh, science little daddy is Fauci. Truth. Oh, you stepped on it. Let me do it, do it again here. Do science it again. is truth. Science is truth. Yeah. Yeah, which is not is a scientific the, statement. Go ahead. This is coming from uh, New York Post, nypost.com. Uh, social distancing masks still necessary after getting COVID-19 vaccine, says Fauci. Oh, okay. Great. Dr. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci said Sunday it will be necessary to social distance, wear masks, and take other COVID-19 precautions after a vaccine becomes available to Americans. Quote, I would recommend to people to not uh, to not to abandon all public health measures just because you've been vaccinated. Fauci told CNN anchor Jake Tapper on State of the Union. Quote, because even though for the general population, it might be 90 to 95 percent effective, you don't necessarily know for you how effective it is. <laughs> What is wrong with these people? This, this is, is important uh, to read the read the article. Even though it might be 90 to 95 percent effective, you don't actually know how effective it will be for you. Uh, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases added that once he receives a vaccine, he still won't feel comfortable completely letting down his guard. Well, we've seen him let down his guard uh, completely at the baseball quite game. a few times. His, yes. his awesome pitch. <laughs> yes, many times uh, he's been caught uh, in crowds without a mask. Quote, I can feel more relaxed in essentially not having the stringency that we have right now, but I think abandoning it completely would not be a good idea, Fauci said. And that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> it's not a Yay. good idea. Yay, Dr. Fauci telling us oh, what to do. We don't have the clip up. we got to play the clip of him saying uh, his, his beautiful quote recently. Oh, about uh, how, you know. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta play it. We can't do a show without playing. I know that. we gotta create that ISO. We'll we'll do that after the show or before oh, the next one. I'm gonna one send we'll you a link, and we can. All right, I'll I'll work on the ISO for that, and uh, okay, put it on the dock. Don't don't put it through the Skype because then it loses. Uh, I lose your little stream there. Oh yeah, okay. Do what? <laughs> this is hard to type in the VR space. You want to just find it? Yeah, I'll find it. You you find it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, you want to take a break and uh, look for it while we're breaking here? Yeah, sounds good. Let's uh, let's thank some people. Um, let's do it. It's break time. Come on, take a break. That's right. Let's just take a quick break. Everybody, just gonna take a break, but don't go anywhere because after the break, uh, we got some interesting beast system uh, tech we're gonna be talking about. And of course, our favorite technologically advanced uh, civilization, Israel, has some uh, voice to skull tech we got to talk about, some more microchips, and of course, everybody's favorite, the Nephilim update. But first, we're going to thank a few people for helping to produce the show because that's the whole 
reason we're here. Now, if you, this is your first time listening to the show, you might notice that we do not read any advertisements. I know, it's crazy. You're used to, uh, you know, having a nice little ad section at the beginning, nice little ad section in the middle, and of course, we'll fly in the plane with some ads. Not here, baby. We're on the value for value model. What does that mean? Well, essentially what it means is we put out a show, we do it for free, and if you get any value out of it, you have the opportunity to put some value back in, and that's the only way that we're able to keep doing the show, especially doing it three times a week. That's one of the great things about, uh, you know, the way that we do it is most podcasts or shows, you know, you'll get on there, uh, you'll do an episode a week. And that used to be the standard. Well, now there's just way too much going on. We got to do it three times a week, baby. And uh, if you stop by, whether you watch the show live or you listen to the podcast version, if you get any value out of the show, now's your chance to put some value back in. And here's the thing. Uh, it's a very deliberate, uh, very intentional decision that we've made because not only is advertising all wrapped up in evil things like big data and privacy concerns, but it's also philosophically an issue because it incentivizes creators like Gons and I to think of you, dear listener, not as a human being with a soul and a, a life to live and wants and needs and desires of the future, but Uh, as a commodity, as a piece of cattle to be loaded up and sold to a big corporation. You guys give your attention and your trust to us for, you know, for a few hours a week. And uh, we decided that turning around and selling that trust and that attention to a big corporation uh, is just not the way to get a good night's sleep. Uh, You know, we'd probably make more money if we did it that way. But uh, at least this way, uh, when we have to answer for our actions in the sweet by and by, uh, we can stand up and say that we think we did the right thing. Before you you go on, I just want to mention Mm -hmm. that uh, it's because of our producers that we can sit here and call out the UN 2030 agenda for what it is. Right. Make fun of people like Daddy Fauci and call him out on his uh, shenaniganry. Show Trudeau in his blackface. Call Trudeau. Call out Trudeau and his nonsense, because the the the, the uh, outlets, the podcasts, the YouTube channels that are getting advertising money, that are you know promoting different products or whatever, they can't. It's not brand safe, baby. They can't do that. As soon as they do that, you know, uh, whatever Swiffer or. Whatever underwear company are going to be like, oh, sorry, we're, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're in line with the scientists over yeah. with the Fauci crew. So, uh, we're going to have to pull the, the advertising deal with you. So that's yeah. why it's important for, uh, you producers out there to uh, when, help us out and produce the that's show. That's right. One thing we can agree, we are not brand safe. And that should be a good thing. Yeah. And it's also, you know, again, going back to the, the spirit of it. Um, you know, putting a value on a piece of media that you enjoy, if you're watching TV or something on Netflix or wherever, you know, the value of that media is decided by big corporations, whether it be advertisers or the streaming company or something. They are the ones who decide what the value is of that product. And, uh, 
that just seems wrong. It shouldn't be a, some big corporation or advertisers, advertisers deciding the value of, uh, you know, news or analysis or educate, edutainment or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's where you, dear listener, get to take the future by the horns. And uh, it, I mean, it really comes down to a very simple principle, which is if enough producers decide that this show should keep going, the show will keep going. And if producers decide it's not worth keeping going, then it probably will stop going. And that's where you get to become a producer. And that's right. You are a producer. It's not just charity. It's not just donations. Uh, just like the real world, if you pay to have a piece of media created, you are a producer of that show. You can put it on your LinkedIn, put it on your resume, and uh, give them our email address, and we'll vouch for you. It's the real deal. And so, first of all, the one of the easy ways to become a producer of the show is to head on over to patreon.com slash c. CCNT. That's patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. I will say, Gans, this is going to be, uh, some people may be happy to hear this will be a short producer segment uh so you know if, if you're one of the people who like to tune out during the producer segment don't worry it'll be quick and our one and only producer over on Patreon uh, is not a new producer, but an upgrading producer, which uh, we're always very happy about. So thank you very much. And this is producer Matthew. Thank you, producer Matthew. Thank you very much, producer Matthew. It's hard enough to get new producers, even harder to get producers to uh, upgrade their support. So thank you very much, producer Matthew. And that is it for the Patreon, Gons. Oh, we don't um, have so, uh, the Canary Cry Radio oh. Patreon. Oh, yes, we do. That's right. Okay, we do have uh, another show called Canary Cry Radio. If you're looking for supplemental uh, listening, you search Canary Cry Radio on your podcast catcher. There's a hundred and some odd episodes of worldview clarifying uh, interview style shows that you'll definitely want to check out. Um, everything from Nephilim to the New World Order to Byron Rogers, War Stories, uh, Near-Death Experiences, Let's see. All sorts of good stuff. Check it out. Canary Cry Radio. And we have a Patreon called patreon.com slash canarycryradio. And we have a brand new producer over there. Gons, give a big round of applause to new producer Sandra. Thank you, producer Sandra. Thank Can't you very much, producer Sandra. And... I'm just doing one real quick check real quick to make sure nobody else came in during the show here because uh, sometimes people come in late. Nope. Okay. Now, if you don't like Patreon, that is okay. You did not, uh, you did not need to do the Patreon. That's why we have CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is uh, a great way to become a producer of the show. We've got PayPal options. You can do a monthly producership or if commitment is not your thing, you can come in with a one-time producership in any amount. Gonst, who do we have coming in on PayPal? On PayPal, we have producer Protector Bush. Ooh, Protector Bush. Is this the same as producer Bush Protector? I think so. I, I wouldn't okay. see why not. Unless I don't know. Somebody you really wanted know, to, you know, <laughs> yeah. Twin brother or something, maybe family. Yeah. Member. 
Well, thank you very much, uh, producer Protector Bush, Bush Protector, whichever one it is. Um, uh, comes in uh, at least once a month for yeah. sure. Thank yeah. you very much for your producership. Yes, please keep track of yourself because uh, you may be coming into a knighthood. Yes, uh, that's soon. right. Uh, we also have producer William. Thank ah, you, producer thank you very William. much, producer William. Coming in at $33.33, and he has a note Illuminati shill payment. <laughs> Finally. Yes, we've made it. Finally, we got paid for being Illuminati shills. <laughs> <laughs> and we got paid $33.33. That's right. You know, oh, we've been uh, we've been being accused of being Illuminati shills for so many years. It's nice to finally get some <laughs> money from it. Yeah. So thank you for those of you who, uh, all the producers on Patreon and PayPal. Uh, there are other ways to support the show with your treasure. You can give us crypto. Canarycryradio.com slash crypto. And today we have... Uh, somebody anonymous sent us eight hundred and thirty-one thousand five hundred and twenty-seven satoshis. Oh, speaking of Bitcoin, oh, there we go. Yeah, and I think they are the executive producer of the episode because that is worth uh, right now about one hundred and thirty-one dollars. Ooh, so somebody has uh, been profiting off of the recent Bitcoin spike. They might have dropped a little bit here. There's a, a slight pullback happening. Not too bad, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the fun with Bitcoin. It's a, an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> the price <laughs> yes, goes it's up a very and down. Exciting thing to be involved in, <laughs> yeah. filled with pain and victory in equal parts. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked, go to the moon. Okay. Um, uh, also, we uh, like we mentioned, we have knights and dames that we uh, we honor on the show. Uh, what are you doing over there? You got sorry, eyeball. I'm yeah, this 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 lizard eyeball is significantly larger than my other eyeball, <laughs> and so I kind of lose my spatial awareness and I start bonking into things. Yeah. All right. Um, Eric Green in the chat says this is the boring part of the show. You're welcome, yeah. Eric. Uh, but not if you want to keep it going, Eric. <laughs> Just honoring the people that support the show, the producers That's of right. the show, and uh, another way you can help the show out I don't is see with you your- on the list, Eric. It'd be more exciting, <laughs> maybe, if Called your name out. was on this list. Oh, we, should we call him out as a normie? Normie. He's a normie. <laughs> no, that's no? too mean. Okay, You're too not mean. a normie. If All he's right, watching the show, he's not a normie. Okay. Uh, you can support the show with your talent, and uh, you can send us jingles or ISOs. And today we have Mark, who sent in the Canary Cry uh, merch perch jingle. So here is the merch perch jingle. Super very robot. nice. I'm glad that the the frequency of that uh, eagle noise <laughs> was was uh, fixed a little Tamed. bit. The first yeah. the first couple times you played that for me, I wasn't sure if I was going to return to the terrestrial <laughs> plane of existence. It really uh, zapped my brain. Yeah, it was a little little hot coming in a little hot on the mix there, but we uh, we toned it down. We fixed it up for you, Mark, so that. Uh, it's a little more uh, tonally, uh, you know, able to consume out there, especially Beautiful. on on Basil's end, because he, he's going through the uh, VoIP machine, and yeah, sometimes the, Skype, the yeah, the, the, the Skype compression machine makes it extra painful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you, producer Mark, for that. And the other way that uh, you can support the show is with your artwork. One art, please. Yahoo! <laughs> and speaking of Daddy Fauci, our prolific artist. 
Ali came in with a portrait of Daddy Ooh. Fauci. She's uh, been on the portrait game lately. Oh, she's got a whole. She's going to have a whole collection of just you know fantastic uh, you know a, a track record of yes, all the stuff. and of course. It's got the the lizard eyes. Real quick, guns. Just a little note: the Q, the PayPal QR code on the stream is off the screen. We forgot to mention that. By the way, for those who are uh, watching, we made it easy there to become a producer of the show. That little QR code up in the right hand corner. Um, you can just point a smartphone at that, and it will take you to CanaryCryRadio.com/support. Um, but yes, Ali, thank you very much again for this be- beautiful portrait. For those who are just listening, uh, very well done portrait. Again, just captured the this this essence. This, the yes the spiritual essence of the just how kind of spooky that guy is and of course got the reptilian eyes uh and a little quote here from daddy fauci just do what you're told just do what you're told put on a mask (laughs) i had throat surgery i know these americans you know they're very independent people but now's the time to do as you're told yep there you go Uh, always some excellent work by producer Ali. Thank you very, very much. Very beautiful. That's Gazel and Bonds in the chat. Make sure to thank her. Um, just answering KB in the YouTube chat. Why can't we donate in the chat? Is because the YouTube channel is uh, demonetized, baby. So yes, you cannot donate in the chat uh, on any of the platforms. Again, because we're not brand safe. Uh, yeah. We've been demonetized. So make sure to head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Yep. Uh, so thank you, Ali. Uh, moving on here, a couple pieces of art from Grace. Grace is the one that's been doing the quotes. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So her first quote here, let me actually move it over. Uh, this is Basil Proverbs by Grace, uh, CCNT, yeah. episode 265. I like how she you know, labels it with the episode number and the date and everything. It really does help out when we go back and look at some of these. Yeah. Uh, and this one was good. This was from last episode mm-hmm. and, uh, is very nice illustration of somebody's asking questions. They shouldn't be, <laughs> which yes. is, uh, I, th- I feel like I say that every couple episodes or not. Cause you know, you can just feel the, uh, the, the, Illuminati uh, boot soldiers, foot soldiers closing in sometimes when you start asking too many questions, Gons. I know. I know. Very well done. I like the bubbly questions and, and the uh, the artwork is superb. So thank you for that first one, Grace. And not to be outdone with Basil quotes, there's a Gons quote too. So here we go. This is uh, from the same episode there. Hey, I'm 150 years old and I'm still ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember in what context were you saying this? I I remember saying it and I have zero memory of what context it was. (laughs) Somebody who was listening will understand the context. uh, Well, that was a good one. Hey, I'm 150 years old. Okay. And I'm still ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) That's a good Gans quote. You are ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gans. Sure. Sure. It's all, it's all starting to fall apart, but yeah, at one point in life, uh, I could have said that I'm, I'm ripped, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, not, not quite like him. But well, he's Mr. Universe. Yeah. Oh, a little hard, buddy be like him. Pretty tough standard there. I like cheeseburgers. Where um, do people even get steroids? Um, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, oh, man, it would be nice to be ripped. How do people get ripped? 
Oh, I guess they do steroids. No, where you, do you even get what steroids? You here's what you do. You go, you know, you go to your local gym, you start pumping iron, you make friends with some of these, you know, uh, dudes that look like they're on steroids. You look at, you f- become friends with the steroid guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause if you're huh. not a professional athlete, you're not going to have the in to the people with the, uh, with, yeah. What does it jabs. come from? Is there like a black market scientist making it? Like it doesn't come from a lab. Yeah. There's yeah. There's stuff there. There's a, there's a documentary that I need to see. I think it's called Icarus or something like that. It's uh it's about the, uh, yeah, there's a whole industry of, uh, uh, yeah. Steroids. And, yeah. It's like and a, but it's a black market thing. You kind can't of a like... black market thing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Right. So yep, I think Can it's just, doctor you know. give it to me. Can a doctor give me steroids? I've if got he's a pretty a cool uh, doctor. I've got a pretty cool doctor. <laughs> yeah. You might bring it up you know, just bring it up. And, uh, yeah. it's just know, like, I feel like the, the way to get things, you know, to just, you know, people try to like trick their doctor into thinking that they're innocent. You know, I feel like not even really knowing that it's bad to ask your doctor for things is the way to go. Like, hey, doc, I want to get ripped. Can I have some steroids? And if they're cool, they'll just be like, yeah. Or if they're not cool, they're like, you know, that's illegal, right? <laughs> oh, like, oh, bummer. Oh, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Sorry. You know, what they'll say is, you know, that's illegal, right? As they slide over a piece of paper with someone's <laughs> name on it. I'm just going to drop this. I'm going to leave the room. Don't look in this brown paper bag <laughs> and don't leave a stack of cash. <laughs> Because that yeah. would be illegal. Yeah. 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 That's right. after you Anyways. slide over uh, your Bitcoin over to him. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry uh, for that digression. I it's just okay. thought about that the other day. Where are all these people getting the steroids? Uh, I don't know. Well, now it, the gyms are closed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. You got to just, yep. You got to know people, I guess. Okay. Get on Instagram. On. Start pumping We've iron. We've got more art. Okay. <laughs> oh, Instagram. That's a great, that's a great idea. <laughs> Um, and, uh, this one is from this next one. Thank you, Grace, by the way, keep, keep the, the quotes coming. It really does capture, uh, the essence of the show. And, uh, we also have a piece of art from Mike and, uh, Mike put together, this is really neat. He did a, an alternative logo for Canary Cry News Talk and it's, it, it's very clean. I kind of, I like it. Basil, what do you think? It's got the bird, but the googly eye. I like it. I like it a lot. Is I like how it's not, uh, you know, too different from our current logo. I think it's got a beautiful design to it. It's a little bit more minimalist for those who are just listening. Um, still the blue circle uh, with the black bird, but the design is much better than the one that I put together years ago. But yes, it's got a big <laughs> yellow googly canary eye, which I feel I was looking at it. I'm like, ah, somebody's going to say we're in the Illuminati. You know, the bird's got one eye, but they already say that. So who cares? Yeah. Plus, if he turns his head, he'll have a second eye, I presume. A, a second giant reptilian eye. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. One, one eye. This isn't the Illuminati. eye; It's the other one. <laughs> It's the other one. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Thank you, Mike. It's, it's that great. That was great. Thank you very much, Mike. Very it's clean. Just, you've got a great eye. Great design. Ooh, great oh, eye. Design. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wake up, sheeple. All right. And this one came in at the last minute. Okay, this hold one. on. Hold on. Yep. Before we move on, I just want to calm. I want to calm the fears. I'm, I'm not actively trying to do steroids. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> getting a lot of steroid advice. I'm really not trying to do steroids. I was just wondering where people are getting these steroids. Don't worry. Well, do we, can't you just do things to like boost your testosterone or is that steroids? Well, that's what somebody was saying was your doctor can give you testosterone replacement therapy. Okay. But I don't, I don't know, know if that's the same as anabolic steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Anyways. just, just do some pushups, buddy. You'll be fine. And squats. Oh, that's so hard. Work, work the squats. <laughs> It takes way too much energy. I know. I know. And I got, I got joints and stuff hurting. It's, it's really oh, hard to do My stuff. big toe joint started hurting the other day. <laughs> that's, when, that's when I really felt like I was getting old. It's just the joint in my big toe, which really worried me. You know what's horrible? We got to keep moving here. But, we uh, have to keep moving. I know. I know. But it's, it's just you know funny that you bring that up because the, there's been a few times this year where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so old. And one mm. of them, I woke up and I, you know, I just, I stepped off the bed, you know, like to, to stand up ankle, just swollen. Like, <laughs> like I rolled it in bed or something. It was like, oh, and I fell over and, uh, you know, the wife was like, well, what's wrong? And I'm like, I think I sprained my ankle in bed. <laughs> Getting out of bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to stop talking about myself because now everybody's saying I have gout. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is worse than WebMD. It's bad. It's getting bad. Yeah, you got, we got we got some bodybuilders in the chat there. Oh, so I think if we on. need to if we need to do something there, we can we can figure it out. But uh, okay, stop saying gout. <laughs> it's like hundreds of people saying gout. All right, moving okay. on. Last What's piece next? of art: Jay Vela coming ah, in with. Uh, I'm glad this made it in. His typical uh, style of art: warp Beautiful. speed. And uh, you do better at describing all the the nuances Oops. here. Yeah, let me jump over here. Okay, from left to right, up in the top, we've got a tattered American flag with uh, some very spooky-looking uh, riot gear-laden police there, of course. And then uh, down the bottom left, we've got the Pope with the classic two-headed uh, phoenix. Um and the business, the bankers, with some big bank buildings and some uh, greedy-looking banker men, with a phoenix rising from the uh, the middle there. Oh, and there's also a little swan, a white swan, very uh, very bird-centric in that area. Thank you very much, Jay Vella. And then moving on to the right, we've got an angel, a golden angel, flying, holding a scroll. Uh, pointing down at a scene where some people are getting forced vaccinated and uh, we've got some some chips in there, some beast system chips involved. Warp speed, it says. And we've got uh, up in the right-hand corner the, oh, what is that thing called? The Caduceus. The, uh, the Caduceus, yes. The snakes coiled around the uh, staff there. Just just so you know, it's for your health. It's the not for anything. Symbol. Yes, it's Western not medicine. for anything. Uh, anything spooky it's just for your health people and uh yeah there you go very good jay vela again our uh, resident um denver airport muralist <laughs> yeah our denver muralist denver airport muralist and yeah he's got the quantum dot there and he also has the neuron on the microchip uh mm -hmm. vaccine thing there so um yeah you got you got some gout guilt there in the Apparently, I haven't looked at the chat in a while. I was tired of looking at gout. Somebody said gout guilt. I don't gout it. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Don't um, speak that evil on me. Yeah. So uh, I do need to go to my doctor. Though. <laughs> All right. 
you know, I, is that it for art? That is it for art. Thank you, all the producers out there. I did. Uh, there was somebody. You know, we usually thank that night wind, but they stopped doing it in the last uh, episode. Michael Merrithew did the timestamps, but then somebody else did the timestamps in the last episode. I'm trying to find it real quick. Give me one mm. moment so I can thank them. And, yeah, no uh, problem. And while you do that, I do want to thank all of our monthly uh, recurring producers. Thank you guys so much. It really is the recurring um, producership that sustains the show. Um, you know, we, we get a we love our show by show producers, but we want to make sure that our recurring monthly producers uh, know how much they are loved. And it really is um, the biggest help towards, uh, uh, you know, sustaining the show on a monthly basis. And that's a Javel or Javel, Javel Vorsenek, who did the timestamps for episode 265, Dark Days on the Face Like the Sun channel. So thank you very much. So whoever comes in, either uh, Michael Merithew or Javel or Javel Vorsenek, whoever, whoever's able, uh, yeah, continue doing the timestamps. We'll thank you on yeah. air and we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's very important. Those timestamps are very important uh, because uh, we pin it at the top of the YouTube so people can jump around the show without having to sit through the entire, you know, three hours to, to listen to something that they want to listen to. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way to A, somebody to take clips from the show, and B, it's a great uh, great way to share a piece of news, like a, a segment. If you've got a friend who's just interested in one of the things, you can actually just share the timestamp, and it'll take them directly to what you wanted to share with them. So make sure to do that. Yep. And uh, yeah, we, we love all of our listeners here and uh, all of our producers, whether it is with your treasure or, or time or talent. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, Canary Cry merch perch. Now we can just play a jingle. Whee! I hope people can say, understand I it. Know, I, yeah, I can understand it because I know what it says, but it, it might need to be cleaned up a little bit. But yes, remember to go to Canary Cry merch perch. It is a, a family-run operation. Producer Dust has volunteered. He puts in all the work. He built the website and creates the merch there. A lot of the merch is uh, created from art sent in by the artists. So it really is a family affair. We've tried to do merch in the past, and it's just too much for us to do. So we thank Producer Dust very, very much for that. And make sure to go to uh, CanaryCryMerchPerch.com. And everything is sold at cost, so it's affordable. Um, but you do have an opportunity to tip the webmaster, which please do, because it, it costs Producer Dust money to run the website. Um, so tip him. You can also tip the artist. And you can tip uh, Gons and I, too, if you'd like to do that there. Um, so there you go. Also, just real quick, remember to go to canarycry.community. It's the social media network just for Canarians, listeners of the show. Uh, free of big uh, predatory algorithms. Um, it's just a simple social media site to connect with other listeners to the show not just talk about conspiracy theories and world events but also uh you know it's a real family uh, atmosphere over there people get to know each other share prayer requests pray for each other fellowship play games um and the, shout out to the canary cry foodies uh there's a whole foodie uh community over there that are uh, i don't know i, mean, I got to go get some recipes for uh you know for preppers i think there's a bunch of preppers over there too it's a wonderful place to get your information <laughs> um so there you go 
Mary Cry, Merch Perch. I'm just typing the link what there else do we for have? the thing. Yeah. I think that's it. So are uh, you ready to come out of the break? Oh, yeah. No birthdays? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. Wake on yes, up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, yo, wake up. Wake up. Wee. Wake up. Okay. Let, let me, me look Let me here. start here with the mind control story. What? Will you start with playing Anthony Fauci's clip? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me, uh, let's see. I found this. I don't know if this is the exact clip, but here we go. Let's give it a shot. So now to doctor. So are there countries now that hold up as models for, you know, pretty good response to this? You know, the answer is yes, but right now it seems that every country is suffering. We are often compared with countries that are not comparable to us. We are not a little island of five million people that we can shut off. We're not a country that would accept if a ruler tells us you must do this. I was talking with our UK colleagues just today who were saying the UK is very similar to where we are now in outbreak because each of our countries have that independent spirit, but we don't want to be told what to do. Well, I understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> and I think it really is something that we should be doing. And the right. laugh, too. The laugh the afterwards. Laugh. Yeah, it's, it looks like it? Uh, Daddy Fauci's been getting some sun. <laughs> looks like he took a trip to Cabo. He's looking a little a little flushed in that clip, too. I, I think it's funny how he rips his mask off to talk at the beginning yeah. of it. He's got his mask right. on. They're in this, like, big room, and he just, just rips it off to talk. Now's the time to Tell do you. what you're told. Yeah. There you go. Okay, there we go. Let's move on. Uh, that speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. Here we go. Mind control intensifies. And this is a story from the timesofisrael.com. Futuristic device from Israeli firm puts music in your head without headphones. There it a is. Low voice to skull technology that we've been talking about for years that they've used in military overseas for decades. Okay. Uh the article reads, London AP, imagine a world where you move around in your own personal sound bubble. Ooh. You listen to your favorite tunes, play loud computer games, watch a movie, or get navigation directions in your car, all without disturbing those around you. That's the possibility presented by Sound Beaming, a new futuristic audio technology from Novito Systems, an Israeli when, company. When earbuds just won't do the trick. <laughs> I don't get the chest, you know, I don't get the, 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 the beat in my chest when I use headphones. So I need it in my own sound bubble. Gons loves that womp womp. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, on Friday, it will debut a desktop device that beams sound directly to a listener without the need for headphones. The company provided the Associated Press with an exclusive demo of the desktop prototype of its Sound Beamer 1.0 launched uh, before its launch Friday. The listening sensation is straight out of a sci-fi movie. The 3D sound is so close it feels like it's inside your ear- ears while also in front, above, and behind them. Mm. Noveto expects the device will have plenty of practical uses from allowing office workers to listen to music or conference calls without interrupting colleagues to letting someone play a game, movie, or music without disturbing their significant others. The lack of headphones means it's possible to hear other sounds in the room clearly. The technology uses a 3D sensing module and locates and tracks the ear position, sending audio via ultrasonic waves to create sound pockets by the user's ears. Sound can be heard in stereo or spatial 3D mode that creates 360-degree sound around the listener 
The company said the demo includes nature video clips of swans on a lake, bu uh, bees buzzing, and babbling brook, uh, and a babbling brook, where the listener feels completely transported into the scene. Uh, but even CEO Christoph Ramstein uh, finds it. I think it's Christoph, Christophy. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, finds it hard to put the concept into words. "Quote: The brain doesn't understand what it doesn't know," he said. <laughs> In a Novito demonstration conducted via Zoom from Tel Aviv, Soundbeamer product manager Ayana Wallwater was unable to hear the sound of gunshots on the gaming demo. That's the point. But she does get to enjoy the reactions of people trying the software for the first time. Most people just say, wow, I really don't believe it, she said. Quote, you don't believe it because it sounds like a speaker, but no one else can hear it. It's supporting you and you're in the middle of everything. It's, it's happening around you. Uh, by changing the setting, the sound can follow a listener around when they move their head. It's also possible to move out of the beam's path and hear nothing at all, which creates a surreal experience. Quote, you don't need to tell the device where you are. It's not streaming to one exact place, Wallwater said. It follows you wherever you go, so it's personally for you. Mm, follows great. you, plays what you want inside your head. This is what we dream of, she added. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Dream <laughs> bigger. A world where we get the sound you want. You don't need to disturb others, and others don't get disturbed by your sound, but you can still interact with them. Uh, after his first listening experience, Ramstein asked himself how it was different from other audio devices. Quote, I was thinking, yeah, but is this the same with headphones? No, because I have the freedom. And it's like I have the freedom of doing what I want to do. Those <laughs> restrictive earphones. Unlike those, the shackles the of shackles wearing earbuds. Uh, and I have these sounds playing in my head as there would be something happening here, which is difficult to explain because we have no reference for that. Mm. Except movie theaters. While the concept of sound beaming <laughs> is not new, Novito was the first to launch the technology and their sound beamer 1.0 desktop device will be the first branded consumer product because obviously the military have been using it for decades. Ramstein said the uh, quote, smaller, sexier version of the prototype will be ready for consumer release in time for Christmas 2021 where we can buy 10,000 of them, Basil, because Bitcoin will be worth $300,000. <laughs> Quote, you know, I was trying to think how we compare sound beaming with any other innovations and in technology, or sorry, inventions and in technology. And I think the only one that came to mind is the first time I tried the iPod, I was like, oh my God, what's that? I, I think, <laughs> I don't know why I did that voice. I think sound <laughs> beaming is something that is, is as- Is that an iPod? <laughs> I think- <laughs> I think I did that because that's like the people around me here. The th I think sound beaming is something that is as disruptive as that. There's something, something to be said about it doesn't exist before. There's a freedom of using it, and it's really amazing. Okay, paid okay, advertisement okay, by okay. Israeli. Yeah. Uh, Times of Israel here. What does the device a, look like? What is this? They said it's a desktop thing. It looks like a normal sound bar, but it's, uh, it's got a little bit of an angle. Yeah, yeah it just this looks is like a pair the of speakers. Bone conducting, right? The bone conducting technology. It just vibrates your bones. You know, they didn't really skull. get into. They said it makes a pocket of sound next to your ears. So I, I would assume that. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it wouldn't I, make sense. It's got to be just the it's, bone it's conducting, be bone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So which is go. which makes total sense to not put it in the press release because uh, vibrating your bones to trick you into hearing your something, uh, tr- tricking you into thinking you're hearing something is uh, is not quite the most commercially viable uh, PR. Well, I think uh, they learned from past PR. Remember when they had the voice to skull advertisers in like New yes. York? Yes, people were walking around. All of a sudden, they were hearing advertisements and. Yeah, yeah, out they, of they nowhere. Didn't get a, yeah, they, people weren't really responding well to it, so I think they repackaged the whole deal. And, um, you know, I'm not really convinced that it's groundbreaking until they create drums that only I can hear. A drum <laughs> without set. Without headphones. Without headphones, yes. Yeah, not these electronic <laughs> this is, drums. This is, uh, you know, of course, uh, V2K or V2S voice. What to is Skull. It? Voice, voice to skull, to skull. technology. Yeah. It's been around for a while, mostly like they mentioned, military applications. Um, do you want to talk about Voice of God a little bit and like we what, why it. we're even talking about this? Yeah. So, Voice of God was a technology they used in the Middle East um, where they basically beamed the voice of Allah into some of these like terrorists. Yeah. Uh, using this technology. Using this that technology. You're get the, the privilege of purchasing next Christmas. Right. Right. Um, to make him believe that God was speaking to them for, you know, for information, for psychological warfare, it's psychological warfare. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's basically, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it was. And, you know, we were talking about, wasn't there a, uh, I think it was Argentina or somewhere in, in South America last year, there were some uh, officials that were down there that got like massive headaches and stuff. And they were oh, saying that was it was in Cuba. It was in Cuba? Cuba. It was the Q. They, uh, I believe it was Cuba. Oh shoot, maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Cuba because we had just put in a. I want to say it's a an, an embassy there, but did we? Oh my gosh, yeah, it might have been Venezuela, one of those places. Um, whereas an American embassy, and yeah, everybody in the building got these piercing headaches. Some of them were vomiting, getting really sick and nobody knew why. And, uh, they were highly suspicious that it was some sort of, um, voice to skull or some sort of, uh, you know, psychological warfare getting, uh, perpetrated on the embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did we ever have closure on that? I don't remember hearing any closure about that case. No closure. Although I think people came out of it saying, like, I think they even mentioned in like a mainstream outlet that they were using sound weapons. Yeah. I think that was the phrase they used. So, yeah. I mean, this stuff is real. I think there's a lot of people who have, uh, uh, you know, targeted individuals who have received threats and stuff using this technology because it really is, if you think about it, you can make it seem like, you know, you're going crazy. You might feel like you're going crazy. Nobody else hears it. I'm hearing voices telling me stuff, threatening me. None of your family members are going to believe it. Um, but now I guess, you know, commercial product so that you can, uh, I know watch your movie. (laughs) Why would you let the government do it to you for free? You, when you could pay a thousand dollars. Um, yes, I am confirming it is, it was Cuba and it was, uh, yeah. After Obama normalized relations there and sent some American ambassadors and stuff and they returned the favor by, uh, blasting them with sound warfare. (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't use more of that in like the, the riots and the streets in the U S this year or a lot of like the mm, yeah, civil Well, that unrest. was always one of the big use cases for the sonic warfare was yeah. crowd control. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe <laughs> maybe it was a bad deal to have like Trump all of a sudden in like the rioters' ears. You, I win. I, I'm winning, and it just made it worse. They, they started drive off your liberal tears. <laughs> they started to to break stuff even more. Maybe yeah. it backfired. Not um, quite anyway. a calming presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, one story from the Times of Israel. Our second story happens to be from the same outlet. Did you ever Whee! have the feeling that you were being watched? It's from TimesofIsrael.com. The headline is Israel R and D team said likely. Uh, behind Apple's revolutionary chip for laptops. Okay. Um, Apple on what? I said, just said, uh oh. Uh oh. Mm-mm. Apple on Tuesday unveiled its new laptops, the MacBook Air, Mac Mini, and MacBook Pro, all equipped with a new M1 chip. Apple's first chip developed and built in house for desktops and laptops. The likelihood of much of that development having taken place in Israel is high. Two people from the industry told the Times of Israel. The revolutionary M1, Apple said in a statement, is by far the most powerful chip Apple has ever made. It delivers up to 3.5 times faster processing, 6 times faster graphic processing, and up to 15 times faster machine learning. Ooh, with double the battery life. The company also announced the Big Sur, a new Mac operating system that will run on Apple's own silicon chip. Quote, the introduction of three new Macs featuring Apple's breakthrough M1 chip represents a bold change that was years in the making and marks a truly historic day for the Mac and for Apple, said Tim Cook, Apple's CEO, in the statement. Quote, M1 is by far the most powerful chip we've ever created and combined with Big Sur develop, uh, delivers mind-blowing performance, extraordinary battery life, and access to more software and apps than ever before. So much access. <laughs> the new line of Mac computers was unveiled at Apple's virtual One More Thing event on Tuesday, marking the first time in Mac's 36-year history that it will be uh, with a processor designed by Apple. The firm has been using chips made by semiconductor giant Intel Corp in its computers since 2005, but is now moving away from its reliance on Intel and building its own chips. In June, Apple's Cook officially announced the company will be producing its own processors for its desktops and laptops as part of the tech giant's penchant for controlling as many parts of, uh, as possible of the hardware in its products. The company has already been using in-house designs for its iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch, and is now using its knowledge for its line of computers. Haifa-born Johnny Shruji, a senior vice president of hardware technologies at Apple, is the man behind the new chip. At the virtual Apple event on Tuesday, he said that the M1 transforms the new Mac products, quote, into completely new class of products. Whoa. Uh, quote, M1 is a breakthrough trip trip for the Mac uh, chip. <laughs> Shruji said at the event, which was a pre-recorded infomercial that replaced Apple's live product launch events due to the pandemic. The M1 is the first system on chip for the Mac, he said. Until now, a Mac needed multiple chips to deliver all of its features. 
It had chips for the processor, security, and memory. With M1, these technologies are combined into a single system on a chip. M1 is also the first personal computer chip built using the 5 nanometer processing technology. Quote, with small transistors measured at an atomic scale, M1 is remarkably complex and packs the largest number of transistors ever put into a single chip, he said. A massive 16 billion transistors. Oh my gosh, to improve its performance. Shruji joined Apple in 2008. Okay, not interested. I think that's about it. Did you have anything in particular highlighted later on in the article here? Nothing later on. Well, this uh, is interesting, Um, especially considering the problems with China. Mm -hmm. uh, Intel manufactures, if I'm not incorrect, which is always likely, uh, they manufacture their chips over in Asia across multiple different manufacturing plants in Asia. But uh, notoriously, Apple has had a reliance on China. This sounds like uh, an attempt to kind of take away their... Well, like they said, the reliance on A, another company to build their chips and B, manufacturing uh, in China. Now, it doesn't say where these are manufactured. It says is the R&D was likely done in Israel. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the first thought that really came to my mind was, you know, OK, let's uh, end the back door to China and mm-hmm. let's uh, hand it over to Israel. Uh, openly and yeah. especially M1, what does it stand for? Is it supposed to be the Mac one or is it the Mossad one? Oh, <laughs> just asking questions. Is. Just ask. There's some questions you shouldn't be asking. Yeah, guys. yeah, that's one of them. Um, yeah, well, interesting how they're they were made such a big deal about its uh, its machine learning capabilities. Yeah. A yeah. 15 times faster machine learning. So all right, if you've been frustrated with Siri before, do not worry. You can have a full on uh, long term relationship with Siri. Yeah. And with 5G, you know, pretty much online now, you can uh, you'll get answers before you ask the question. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Now all you need is your Neuralink and you're all set. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Israel has always been a tech leader in the world. Yeah, And that's something that I, I don't think a lot of folks consider. Uh, mm-hmm. They are sort of considered the, uh, you know, the second Silicon Valley over there. And right. So uh, it's no surprise. Uh, I'm just curious what kind of backdoors they can have built into such a chip. Yeah, well, and it's interesting, too, because Mac uh, or Mac, Apple has really laid into the at least in their PR, really laying into the fact that they consider themselves a hardware company and not a software company that separates them from Google and a lot of the other evil big corporations. Um, But because they deem themselves as a hardware company, that's what's sort of given them power to kind of poke the bear, if you will, in regard to Facebook uh, and lots of other app developers through their, um, you know, their iPhone platform. Uh, They will build into the hardware itself the inability for Facebook to harvest data uh, without, you know, you explicitly giving them permission. Um, So, you know, as far as positioning themselves as a hardware company, it was always weird that they didn't build their own chips. It's like, well, how much of a hardware company are you if you're not, you know, if you're getting some other company to build your chips? So this at least fits in with that sort of mythos that they're trying to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. So just something to keep an eye on. 
Uh, but let's wrap it up here with a Nephilim update. You ready? Whee! Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. This is gosunnoob.com. Oh. I think. I don't know oh, is how to it? really say it. AC Valhalla, Lord and Lady Mystery, Brennan of Clonfort. Note, Grante Bridgeskire. I know you know what I'm talking about, Basil. I have not <laughs> processed one word that you've said so far. <laughs> the Lord and Lady Grant Bridgeskire, Standing Stone Mystery in AC Valhalla is one of several similar puzzles that you have to solve in the game. AC, this is Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Valhalla. Creed. Okay. Yeah. To do that, you have to position, position yourself in a manner so that the marking on the stones form a symbol drawn on one of the stones. This is a little harder than the other ones, uh, other such cases because it's really difficult to find the correct vantage point. Yaddy, okay. yaddy, yaddy. To solve the AC Valhalla Lord and Lady Standing Stone Grant Bridge Skyer mystery, you have to first interact with a symbol on one of the stones. Uh-oh. It, it looks like a Gaelic knot that's Is this a Georgia Guidestones? Are there Georgia Guidestones inside it's more, this game? It's more like the uh, Stonehenge, but yeah, it's similar. Okay. Uh, it's, it, looks kinda, it looks like a Gaelic knot that's sort of in the shape of a four-leaf clover. I know it's probably neither, but that's not the point. Uh, it says here, you can read the message, quote, I shall inform the local Wolfigans, uh, no, I'm sorry, local Wolfingas, that he lives among them through traces of the Nephilim. Oh, God. The we giant warriors Thank who you, fought Jesus. for God in their ancient times. Did you, hear, did you hear that? The giant warriors who fought for God in their ancient oh. times. They have left his presence here on earth for, up, uh, for us to absorb his light. The light of angels that hath uh, been infused throughout the earth. I feel his power. That's uh, Brendan <laughs> oh, of Clonefort. So what God are go. they talking about that these Nephilim were fighting for? I don't know, but that's this pretty is some intense. Luciferian uh, injections. It must be, but it's it's really appalling. And I mean, I guess it's not surprising now, but. How the Nephilim just show up in all these like mythical games and just, you know, they're just in there. You know, yeah. Just, just their presence. You know, of course, we do the Nephilim update because we love to uh, keep track of how they're sneaking the Nephilim into all sorts of media and things like that. There's, I'm kind of split on this of like, are they just putting the Nephilim in there because everyone's they heard talking about the it. word Nephilim once yeah. and other games talk about Nephilim. So they're just going to do it because they don't want to just make something up or are they really trying to, you know, you complete know, some incantation. I, I, I'm a little split on that. I think it, there's probably a little bit of both, but there has been a trend of there's, there seems to be some kind of mythical playbook that yes. uh, that that a lot of right. these writers yeah. and stuff are getting their information from like maybe all these like story writers are handed like a black book the black book of nephilim and like they're just <laughs> given all these like ancient lore stuff that to include right, that they can pull from yeah that they can weave into the story because yeah somebody mentioned dark siders we've we've reported on the dark sider stuff with nephilim diablo uh, yeah, the show the Supernatural Diablo, uh, franchise. Yeah, so there's a lot of Nephilim out there, and it's always in the context of 
kind of a, you know, it's never in the context of like the straight biblical reading. It's always a little twisted like this one where it's talking about the giant warriors who fought for God in their ancient well, times. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if you're just a normal kid who doesn't know anything about Nephilim and you say, oh, Nephilim fought for God. Oh, they must be good guys. Right. Uh, so then, yeah, you've got some, uh, some real manipulation there. There, there Big is, news. well, yeah, there is that, um, that part in, uh, boy, I, I, I mean, I need to brush up on my old Testament, but there's, um, the story of David, King David, um, and having some, I think it was, maybe, was it the Philistines or one of the Canaanites maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. and they're, they're called the, uh, uh, oh, I'm totally the lion headed guys. No, there's, mm. but there are some like Nephilim types that seem to have fought alongside David. And uh, I don't they were appreciate called- Adam in the, uh, I'm sorry. I'm giving you a chance to gather your thoughts real quick, <laughs> but I, I just want to say, <laughs> I, I do not that. appreciate Adam in the YouTube <laughs> saying Nephilim struggled with gout and steroid abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is the uh, the men of renown, the uh, Gaborim. They were called oh, yes. Gaborim. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, they they probably had gout too, you know. Gaborim no, gout. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. So there you go. That's uh our okay. uh gout bridge skyer update. <laughs> hey, okay, well that was great. That was great fun. I think we did it. I think we did a full show. Yes. How you need, long to, go, was this you need one? to go get help. You need I help. hope I pressed record. Um, <laughs> Jeez, now you well, have. thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. <clears throat> Remember, um, if you haven't yet done it, if you've been kind of going back and forth on whether to become a producer or not, uh, this week is a great week to do it. We will be back on Wednesday, which is November 18th. Uh, we've been trying to sort of lurch the show earlier in the day slowly very slowly so we're still shooting for between noon and 3 p.m pacific standard time so that'll be wednesday november 18th uh between noon and 3 p.m pacific standard time uh make sure to turn on notifications a lot of people in the chat saying they didn't get the notifications today but either put it on your calendar or make sure you uh, have notifications turned on usually that's a little bell icon you want to make sure you do that again okay uh thank you to all of our producers everybody in the chat make sure to thank a producer today because they are the ones keeping this show going and if uh if you've been thinking about it consider becoming a producer for next show that gives you a couple days head on over to patreon.com slash ccnt or if patreon's not your thing you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support canarycryradio.com slash support that's right and of course we do appreciate all of our uh, monthly producers uh, for helping sustain the show and we appreciate all listeners all audience members no matter where you're turni- tuning in we love you very much for tuning in and uh, giving us a little bit of your attention and your trust this week um, and we hope you do it again on Wednesday now here's the thing folks there's a couple other ways you can support the show that's okay It's I know it's November we're coming up on Christmas Times are tight. We totally understand. Um, But one great way to help spread the, or, well, support the show, 
is to share it. Share it out on your social media. Pick this episode or any other episode. Remember, you got YouTube versions. Uh, That's where the most uh, complete archive is, is on YouTube, on the Face Like the Sun channel or the Canary Cry radio channel. Um, But you can also share the podcast version. Just search uh, Canary Cry News Talk on whatever podcatcher you use. Send it off to a friend. And, uh, you know, you got friends, you got family. They're all starting to wake up to the fact that the world It's not what it seems. And uh, we'd be happy to play a part in that uh, journey of theirs there. Just send them an episode, whatever episode you want. And make sure to check out Canary Cry Radio. Remember, Canary Cry Radio is our interview style show we've been doing since 2012. And Canary Cry News Talk is uh, this show you're listening to now. So there's all sorts of fun stuff to listen to. Um, but also remember to leave ratings and reviews on your podcatcher or wherever you are. Oh, before I forget, if you haven't done it yet right now on YouTube, hit the smash that like button. That really helps spread the show as well. But leaving ratings and reviews is a great way to let other people know uh, what to expect with the show. Uh, but also it tricks those pesky iTunes robots into sharing the show with people who may never have heard it before. Um, I haven't given a ranking update uh, in the past show or two but i checked today we were just over ranked just over 100 we we're the 101st ranked uh, news commentary show in the united states and i think we were somewhere around 79 in the uk so we've had a uh, quite the influx of uk listeners recently so we appreciate that and thank you to all our new uk listeners um keep coming back Keep coming back. And thank you to all the producers that help us get to where we are. Um, let's see here. What am I forgetting? You still don't um, seem to have any reviews on the Canary Cry News tab. No, something topic. funky is going on. People have told me that they've left ratings and reviews recently. And our iTunes is is not showing any new reviews since October 23rd, Ooh, which we must is have, we must have crazy. We must have upset somebody over there. Somebody at Apple is upset with us, I think. Um, but that happens. And because we're not brand safe, Gons. I know. Which is why still, we need our producers. They should so still give know. us the reviews. These are the, the voice of the people. Somebody get on Reddit. Just post our stuff all over the place. Um, that'll help uh, Google realize that we're just so cool and they need to share us with everybody. Uh, but anyways, thank you guys so, so much. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Share us with your friends. Just send an episode directly to your friends. It's very important. And if you need any other uh, instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. Shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, folks. Okie dokie. I think that's all. Guns, any last words? Nope. Thank you guys for listening, watching, enjoying, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's right. And tell a friend. As I'm, 
Tell a friend. And as I've mentioned, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, I have, I have, I now have access to our Instagram account. So don't worry. I may work slow, but I am making progress. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Just search Canary Cry Radio. I'm going to be putting up a bunch of the uh, show art and the producer created art as well. So make sure to go there and uh, help us out by just telling us how much you love the art that'll be great follow me on twitter at basil underscore rosewater and again make sure to come back on wednesday sometime between noon and 3 p.m pacific standard time that's wednesday november 18th and thanks for listening to this episode of canary cry news talk make sure to tune in next time but until then think outside the cage Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. Light up a huge blunt, a joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. LSD. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Give me a shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. 
If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. <laughs> All right, weird. <laughs> Demonetize. 
In the future, humans will be confined in a people zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and warm. Keep the cameras on